Hey, what's up? This is a podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm KJ, and oh my stars, this one is a long one, folks. We catch up on our Christmas and New Year's holidays, we talk food, if that's what you want to call it, and much more in our Week in Review. And take what I would call the most ridiculously disappointing and perplexing quiz we've ever taken on this program. Seriously, that quiz is something else, especially if you enjoy laughing at us. Um, oh, then we'll discuss real thoughts, first world problems, and Midwest bites. Later, we'll wrap it all up with our recommendations, feedback, and of course, more ridiculous Amazon reviews. And I do mean the most ridiculous, crazy, makes me want to throw shade reviews. Ugh, SMH. All that, plus several conversational tangents. Hey, was that some of that internet slang from 2016? I guess I'm just too old for that. Oh, and speaking of tangents. In a week, things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Well, happy new year. Happy New Year. Um, so we haven't talked about how our uh, Christmas holiday was or how our New Year's were, was, New Year's was. I think that's correct. New Year's is worse. That's better. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's let's chat about that first. Yeah, that sounds great. Seems like it's been a while. I I, I know it was just last week. I know. It I does like seem like it's been like three been or a while. four weeks since we talked to each other. It does. Yeah. Huh, time flies. So how was how was your Christmas and New Year's? How uh, were your holidays? Uh, they were lovely. Um, mm-hmm. I guess first we went to my folks' house in Iowa. Oh. Uh, everyone was able to make it this year, which was which nice because that doesn't always happen. Because um, we mm-hmm. have people all over the country, and uh, some of the family does every other year. Um, so this year, though, my stepbrother and his girlfriend from Texas came up. My stepbrother, that is the same one who recently returned from Antarctica. There you go. And uh, it wasn't quite as cold, but it was close in Iowa. In Iowa? Yeah. Really? Not as bad, though. You know, they had some snow, and then it melted away with rain. Hmm. Uh, but my sister, I mean, sorry, my stepsister and her son, my nephew, they came from Oakland. And my brother and sister-in-law and their twin girls, my twin nieces, they came from Nashville. And then, of course, my mom and stepdad. So there were 12 of us total. And, wow, that's a full house. And four dogs. So 12 humans oh, wow. and four canines. <laughs> uh, all staying in the same place for five days. But that sounds cozy. Cozy, yeah. And it was really cozy. Cool. But when you got you know young children around, and you know this because you've got young children, it's just fun to see how you know how they see the world and how quickly they learn and their energy you know by the time they left they knew how to kind of identify different avian species of iowa just from listening to us talk and say hey that's a cardinal and that's a female cardinal and this is how you tell the difference so it was pretty cool how do you tell the difference uh the male cardinal is do you pick them up and look at them no no Although that would be interesting. I we didn't mention that to them. Maybe, you know, if we told them that they'd be trying to get outside and catch the cardinal. Yeah. Which I don't think would work. 
Well, you just put salt on his tail. That's how you catch a bird. I think we talked about that before, though. I don't think so. <clears throat> salt. But anyway, on his how, how do you? Yeah, you put salt. On, how do you catch a bird? You put salt on his tail. Okay, I've not heard that. Really? My grandmother used to say that all the time. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that in the very beginning. Yeah, I thought so. Great memory. Who, who's got the good memory now? Yeah, exactly. It's not me. <laughs> Actually, it was a cardinal, but you can tell the difference between the cardinal. The male cardinal is all red. Mm. The female cardinal is kind of like a light grayish. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, light, not grayish, but pinkish more, lighter red. Mm -hmm. But it was also, we were talking about the downy woodpecker, which is how you... The, the, the difference is the downy, male downy woodpecker has a red streak near his eye. The female does not. Oh, cool. So by the end, we would say, you know, what kind of bird is that? Oh, that's a downy woodpecker, and it's a male because he has red on his eye. So it's just really cute. And it's great to see them, and they grow up so fast, which is yeah. fun and sad at the same time. Speaking of male and female, did you see that magazine? I can't remember what it is. Is it some women's magazine tweeted out the cover of women they're going to march on Washington during their inauguration later this month. And it had like a, um, the cover had that title on there. And then it had a, like a bunch of people, a bunch of women like making up a symbol. No, and it I was didn't. the male symbol by accident. You know, the <laughs> one with the circle and the point. That's <laughs> and they hilarious. had to like, they had to like t take the tweet down and like redo it with the female symbol, which I'm like, come on, man. I would say that's, so. That's a one job situation. And you messed it up. Oh, I bet the misogynistic people in the world are loving that. Yeah. Just ridiculous. <laughs> Come on. That's just bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we did have a lot of fun. We went sledding until it, you know, we had, we caught it before the ice or the ice storm slash rainstorm melted it away. Oh, you tweeted pictures about that, right? Yeah, the dogs the, the, sledding, the dogs the wanted in on the sledding. So yeah, I tweeted out a picture of one of <laughs> one of my two dogs sledding. It was fun. That was that was a great one of Wrigley smiling. Yeah, totally he was smiling. smiling. At the camera. Yes, he was. You can't even deny it. Uh, I like that. But you know, my stepbrother had learned to play guitar in Antarctica. He'd never he just picked it up and learned over the year. Cool. And so we he and I jammed a lot. Much to the annoyance awesome. of everyone else there in the house, I'm sure. <laughs> so we jammed a lot with guitar and uke and, and sang, and then occasionally my mom would chime in with some harmonies. So we had a good time. Uh, my brother, he plays guitar as well, but they didn't have enough room in their car to bring it. So that was a bummer. It would have been nice to get all of us in there playing. Yeah. Um, but when we weren't playing and hogging it, my brother would pick up the guitar and, and play, and my stepbrother's girlfriend, she also plays, so... When we weren't playing, they were playing. So it was a lot of it was a musical holiday. That's very cool. Very musical family there, extended family. Yeah, yeah. And you know, we just had a really nice time. My mom and stepdad are fabulous hosts for putting up for, with all of us. <laughs> uh, and that was our first trip. And then we came home, regrouped for a couple of days, and then headed up to my in-laws, about two hours north, yeah. across the border, Wisconsin, celebrate Christmas with them. So you know, I was gone for seven out of the 10 days that we had. Wow. You know, that kind of goes with my. I mean, that's what you do. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> yeah. And, and there too, we had nine adults, two kids, three dogs. Wow. Yeah. And one of, one of the kids was six months old. So he, he was just, you know, he wasn't ambulatory yet, but the nephew the two-year-old nephew, he was all over the place. Oh, my goodness. He pretty much opened everybody's present. 
Yeah. For oh, us. Oh, speaking of that, I saw a was was that a video that you tweeted that had the that had your dog open in a present? Yes. My dog Wrigley. Was that from this year? That was from this year. He opens presents every year. He opens Emmy the Terrier's present because she can't do it. He did better than my kids who were five and ten at opening presents. He's very meticulous. He was awesome. He's very meticulous about it. He he's very gentle with the toy, but he yeah. gets rid of the paper. He knows the difference. Um, I I like to let him open my own presents. He, he yeah. is hilarious when he opens presents, and so <laughs> it was a great, great video. It was it was fun to watch, and and the other dogs opened pretty well too, except for the terrier. Well, I mean, terriers are that's what they're they're known for tearing stuff up. I know, and tearing stuff up is what she does. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Thank you. Are you worst sure you want to go that far again? <laughs> well, maybe not. How was okay. you, what? And then what about your Christmas or New Year? I haven't told it's you right. about my New Year yet. Uh, Christmas is all right. <laughs> okay, good. We hung out, you know. I'm glad to it hear is it. What it is. It is what it is. Yes. Oh, I do have one story from Christmas. You do? Okay, great. Yes. Um, I tweeted about this a little bit, so people have some sort of information if you follow us on Twitter um, about the robot squirrel that lives in the tree. Yes. And um, so my daughter, who's five, loves to destroy things, nicknamed the destroyer. So, I mean, hey, it, is, <laughs> it tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah. Um, and she typically likes to pull ornaments off the tree and just throw them or just like break them. I mean, just really, she's not she's trying to play with them. By throwing them. Yeah, she's trying to play with them, but she's just not gentle in any way whatsoever, so she destroys them. So we didn't want her to pull the ornaments off the tree. And I don't know if you saw some of those tweets about um, people that tweeted out. There was an article that had pictures of people who had child or dog-proofed or pet-proofed their tree this year at Christmas. Yeah, and some I of them saw had some them like those. hanging from the ceiling upside down, and some of them had like you know all stuff sorts of barricades and stuff around the tree. And we didn't <laughs> want to do that, so I just thought, you know, just off the top of my head, told her when we were putting the ornaments on the tree, I said, "Now you know that there's a robot squirrel that lives in this tree. He's inside there, and you can't see him, and he's going to activate as soon as we put the last ornament on there. And his job is to reach out and grab anybody's hand who tries to get close enough to the tree to pull an ornament off." And her face, she looked like I had told her that it was, you know, a bear living in the tree. She was terrified. She's more terrified of, like, small animals and small bugs. Oh, really? Like, she's, she's terrified of flies. Instead of, like, like, big things like tigers and bears. Yes, and totally lions. loves, you know, yeah, you know, it, you know would, would, would love if we had to have a bear, you know, to hang out in our backyard with us. But... Cannot stand like small. I don't know what it is like spiders. She's terrified of, but um, which that kind of seems normal. I yeah, think a lot of people yeah. Are. But rodents but, like squirrels and raccoons. Oh yes, terrified. So I wasn't trying to scare her. So I noticed that she was kind of getting her skin. I was like, well, he he lives in the tree. He can't come actually out of the tree, and he's a robot, you know, and I control him. So he he will never come out of the tree. He can't come to your room and get you. So I didn't I didn't want to you know scar her for life. Right. <laughs> and I told her that, and my son who is ten goes really and i'm like you come on man you're you should know better than this you've lived with me for 10 years you should know better than this but so he started believing it too and i finally told him i said because he got nervous about it too and i said don't worry about it um and i forgot about it i didn't mention it again she didn't say anything about it like four days later my wife was helping my daughter go to bed and deanna came out and she's like 
I need you to hear this talking to me. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you need to hear what she's saying. Because she said this to me like the last three nights in a row. And I don't know where she's getting this crazy, insane idea from that there's a robot squirrel that lives in our Christmas tree <laughs> and will attack anybody who gets close enough to pull the ornaments off. How is her mind so out there that she comes up with this stuff? And I said, well, <laughs> I kind of told her that. And <laughs> my wife cracked up laughing. She's like, I said, I thought she forgot. I said, honestly, I forgot that I even told her that. But she had been, it had been like forefront of her mind before she goes to bed every night to tell people, you need to stay away from the Christmas tree. You don't want that robot squirrel to come out and grab you. So, so first of all, Deanna is probably pretty thankful that yes. she didn't come up with that on her own. Yeah. And yes. second of all, I think that your daughter will remember this. Maybe not scarred for life, but she will say, my dad used to tell me that there was a robot squirrel in the tree. <laughs> I'm telling you, it worked. She would stay away from the tree. Like I, you know, a few days later, this was, you know, we put up the tree, you know, 15, 20 days before Christmas. So this went on for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, and a few days before Christmas, I was like putting, I was plugging in something in an outlet behind the tree up in, in the wall. Oh, she's like, be careful. Dad, watch out for the squirrel. Yeah. Watch out. She came running in there like, you got to watch <laughs> out. Don't remember. Don't. And I was like, oh, he didn't bother me. And of course, you know, every now and then I would walk by the tree. And when she was in the room, but she had her back to me, I would put my arm in the tree and shake it and go, ah. And she'd turn to spin around real fast and say, I'd pull my hand out and shake it and say, he almost got me that time. So <sighs> I didn't, I didn't you know. You perpetuated it. this. Oh, yes. Because I thought it was hilarious. That reminds, and it worked. It, well, that's the important part. If you're going to scar your child, just make sure it's effective. Yes, it's got to have some purpose. It reminds me of my dad who every time a, a young child would come over, he'd ask them, well, what grade are you in? And if they, you know, they'd say, oh, I'm in second grade. He would say, well, don't go near the dog because he only, he eats second graders, only second graders. <laughs> so your brother here who's in it's third grade, level. yeah, he'll be fine. But th- don't go near him, and, and I'll never forget that story. Cause it, so the robot squirrel reminded me of it. That's funny. Yeah, I, I think that's a kind of a dad. I, hey, if, if you're going to be a dad and you're going to be around your kids all the time, mm-hmm. you got to have some fun in, in, there, in there every now and then. I mean, come on. Exactly. And did you, so do you now have a, what we need here is a robot squirrel emoji. Oh, absolutely. Or you need to patent this robot squirrel idea. Absolutely. It'd be like the new elf on the shelf thing. Yes. That supposedly sits around to keep kids. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I have all kinds of those in boxes. Hey, th- this robot squirrel idea is less creepy than an elf that sits on a shelf and reports to Santa Claus what you've been doing. That's a good when point. When nobody's watching. That is so, a great point. <laughs> I feel like. You, you have done like, your daughter an, a big service. Yes. You should be praised. We're not into Elf on a Shelf, by the way. If anybody else wants to do that, that's fine. But I, you guys don't I find do it, it a little, a little creepy. Yeah, it is kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what about New Year? New um, Year's Eve, anything going on with you guys? I went to bed about eleven thirty. <laughs> oh, okay. So or eleven forty-five, something like that. How about you? Well, you know, we had just gotten home earlier that day, New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. from being with my in-laws. So this was the end of our ten-day. Vacay. Ah, okay. And so we wanted to do something a little... We didn't want to stay up till midnight. We didn't want to do the whole traditional thing that you're supposed to do, I guess, on New Year's. Yeah. So we wanted to go to a movie. And I really wanted to see La La Land. 
Yeah. But it wasn't playing anywhere near us, which meant we had to drive back up to the Twin Cities, which is an hour one way, just to watch the movie. So we said, no, we don't feel like doing that. Locally, they were playing Manchester by the Sea, but I didn't really feel like lugging a box of Kleenex with me. So we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We opted out of going anywhere. So instead, we activated our 30-day free trial of HBO Go from Amazon Prime, binged on it for a few hours, and we were also asleep by 11.30. But (laughs) I know, but I made New Year where you live, so I got that going for me. Oh, yeah, that's Which true. is nice. Eastern Standard Time, yeah. Yes, Eastern Standard Time. So that was about... Well, then I made New Year's in, like, you know, a bunch of countries. Yes, you did. And I so. made it in your neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that Amazon that uh, Amazon Prime 30-day... I mean, I think you can get it through HBO, too, but the HBO Go or Now or whatever it's called, the streaming one. Yes. Is uh, The 30-day free trial is worth it just if you have some episodes of stuff you want to catch up on or, you mm-hmm. know, just whatever. Yep, so we did that. We watched lots of stuff, including a lot of Veep. Um, yes, I finished uh, I finished up. The, I got caught up through season five um, just this last week. Okay, I'm not that far, but it, that show is hilarious. Yeah, really good. Yep, very Highly good. Highly recommended if you have HBO or have, you know, want to do this 30-day free trial thing. Definitely. Because you can cancel it after before the 30 days are up, and they never charges you anything. Right, and I've got it on my calendar to remind me to, to cancel it. <laughs> Yeah. That's how they get you. Yeah, you forget. You forget, they count or on so you many get people hooked. Forgetting. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of week in review, I've got to tell yeah. you about this new, crazy or not, I don't know, thing that I'm going to be doing. Started this started intriguing. started this week. So okay. So back in November, October, something like that, I ran into a couple friends, and they were looking really good. You know, they lost some weight. They they just mm-hmm. looked healthy. So I asked them, sort of you know, well, what's going on? What, what have you been doing? They said that they were following this Whole30 thing. It's like a Whole30. It's not a diet. It's Whole30 lifestyle. I don't know what, you know, they... they like they, W-H-O-L-E, Whole? Yeah, and then the number 30. Mm-hmm. So have you heard of that? I have not. Okay. Well, I hadn't either. Well, actually, I had heard of it, but never really knew much about it. They, they said they felt great and would totally recommend trying it to anyone. So it's 30 days of basically stripping down your whole diet and eating healthy whole foods. Yeah. Uh, they But they started telling me kind of the stuff Wait a that... Wait this Does this mean you have to eat stuff from whole, from whole foods, foods? Like the no. store? Thankfully, no. Okay, okay good. Because um, I'm not doing that. That would break my budget, but... <laughs> that would break my heart. Yeah, me too. But, you know, they were saying... some of the, Started talking about some of the things you can't eat. And once they hit alcohol... And sugar, I knew there was no way I'm doing this during the holidays. <laughs> yeah, totally. So but we both decided that we were going to do this after the holidays. So we started it two days and two hours ago. But but who's counting? <laughs> in, in what, 15 minutes now? Yeah, probably two hours, <laughs> two, two, two days, two hours, 15 minutes ago, and eight, nine, ten seconds. So no craisins, which is fine. I don't like craisins. Yeah. No stuffing. No, that's got to be tough for you. That's tough. No international or even domestic chocolate. Oh. No pumpkin cheesecake ice cream, which I'm not broken up about. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a, that's not a, just a no for me. That's a never. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's what I'm doing. So far, I'm really missing creamer for my coffee or honey for oh, my tea. Oh, yeah. That would be tough, yeah. 
I'm drinking I'm drinking coffee right now and it has a little bit of unsweetened coconut milk in it. And that's what I'm what? using for my creamer. Wow. Yeah, wow. That is I'd rather think I would just drink I think I'd rather chew on the coffee beans <laughs> than to put no, what, what does it say that it said? What is it? It's unsweetened coconut milk, and I put it in my frother. You have a frother? What is that? What is a frother? Yeah. You know how they? It's a. I'm not. I'm not into this fancy coffee drinking stuff. I don't understand all with all this stuff. Well, goes. I don't have like an espresso maker or anything. It's just a, a oh. milk frother. So it, you, uh, of course, I don't know how it works internally, but you put the milk in this thing, push the button, swirls it around and froths it up. And then you pour it on top. Is this like shaking it up in the bottle or in the jug? Is that what? It the, could be, but it's hot. Okay. It turns it hot. <laughs> oh, okay. So you put it yeah. on top like a cappuccino or something, but it's not technically. It's just froths it up a little bit. And it's great with my vanilla creamer. It's not great with coconut milk. Oh, I know I know what you're talking about. It's I used to do my I used to you know, was it a barista? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yep. Dude that works at the coffee maker place. I didn't work there, but I knew people who own a coffee shop. So they let me come behind whenever I wanted to just make my own coffee with the cappuccino maker. Oh, and okay. It's a little like tube that shoots like hot water, or hot air into the milk thing. And it goes, Shh. yeah, that's the fancier version. Sort of. There's no okay. addition of hot water. It just spins okay. it around and gets it hot some way. There's must be a coil, a hot coil in there. So frother, okay, now I know the fancy term for frother. the thing that shoots the heat into the milk, okay. And it doesn't do a great job of frothing coconut milk, but anyway, so I'm missing that. And coconut milk. I'm also missing, I usually take a little piece of chocolate after a meal, and I can't do that, and yep. I can't, the, the hardest part is no dairy. Oh yeah, that would be tough. So cheese, I'm really missing cheese. You can eat eggs, you can make omelets, but no cheese. Why no cheese then? I don't know. Is it, maybe, maybe it has to do with the fattiness of cheese, the unhealthy Possibly. fattiness. Hmm. But, you know, you can't eat bread. You can't eat other carbs. Uh, but that's really not been, that's not too much of an issue for me. Hmm. But you could, if you listed, if you listed five foods, if you were wondering, can I eat those foods? Probably all five would be no. <laughs> So how many days? 30 days? Is that is that why the, where the 30 comes in? You're going to do this for 30 days? 30 days, yep. Okay. So they say certain food groups like sugar, grains, I'm reading this from their website, dairy and legumes okay. could be having a negative impact on your health and fitness without you even realizing it. Oh, certainly. Uh, beans. Oh, yeah. Uh, beans, really? Beans, sure. Bean, sugar, definitely. Beans are a part of the grain category. Hmm. Well, actually, beans are legumes, but grains like rice, quinoa. Um, what else? Lots of those, those things, those rice mm-hmm. type. So I've been, I'm not on those anyway. So anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, those wouldn't be a problem for me to give up. Uh, then they want you to strip out all that stuff from your diet completely for 30 days. And they say it's going to change your life. Well, it will for 30 days. It will. And the, so their mm-hmm. idea, my goal is to get, change some habits that I have, but I will be introducing sweets back in, um, hopefully modestly. Yes. Um, but my goal would be to acquire a taste for coffee without sweetener, acquire yep. a taste for tea without sweetener, um, and just kind of get those little things that creep up on you out of the diet and then okay. allow myself to have some fun once in a while. 
Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I'm not having too big of a problem right now staying on it, but I am more hungry, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've actually done this before. It's not, I wasn't called Whole30 or didn't really have a name. I've, I've done this several times uh, in the past five years where I'll go for 20 to 30 days and cut out sugar completely, cut out carbohydrates as much as, you know, humanly possible, mm-hmm. um, basically eat meat and vegetables or sometimes just vegetables. I went for a way, ate salad and um, apples basically for 20 days yeah. and yep. cut out Cokes and all that stuff. And it, it does make, I mean, make me feel tremendously better every time I did it, even for like you were saying to change your life. It was like weeks and months after when I started introducing stuff back in, I still felt good. And then it's like all that stuff builds up in your system again. And then, yep. So it's, I, I think it's a great idea. I'm actually going to be doing something similar to that uh, starting Sunday. Sunday. To kick off next week. Yeah, so next week, this coming week. Okay, so it's sort of like not the New Year's resolution, but the next week resolution. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 in, the in a couple of days resolution. Yeah, well, that's what we did too. We ate the rest yeah. of our sweets that we had around the house. That's what I'm doing this week. Yeah, and so there's no, there's no pop, Cokes, soda, whatever you want to call it, can't have any of it. No, nope. none of the sweetener um, stuff like Diet Coke, aspartame, uh, none of it. Not even I'm, I'm, real honey. Uh-uh. I'm actually considering going down to water and coffee and maybe like an apple a day. Yeah, well, they they that's pretty much all you can drink: water, coffee, tea, with it, those types of things unsweetened. However, yeah. they will let you have fruit juice, which I find insane because. Yeah. But, but it's, it's not surely surely not the ones with the added sugar. No, not with added sugar. But, you know, we there's a lot of salad eating, but you make your own dressing because the store-bought yep. stuff is not, does well, I not use dressing. Oh, you, what do you use? Stuffing? I never use, I never use salad dressing. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I've never eaten salad dressing in my life. I always eat of just a dry salad. Oh, my God. It's much better to me that way. Oh, I can't even imagine eating dried salad. That would be, that would take me off. If I couldn't make my own dressing, I would not do Whole30. <laughs> so anyway. The hardest thing for me is giving up the Cokes, obviously. Yeah, that that's tough. And for me, it's been taking the creamer out and then not getting my frou-frou drinks at Caribou Coffee. <laughs> yeah. So those will be reintroduced. Probably like 700 calories per cup. Yeah, now. that will be reintroduced once in a while, once, once oh, this yeah. 30 days is over. I think it's good though. I think it's I'm I'm proud of both of us for doing this. I am too. And so we'll see how it goes, but if anybody out yeah. there has done this or is doing this and has good whole 30 recipes, let me know. Cool. And speaking of updates, I got one more. All right. Do you remember when I talked about my washer being recalled and whether or not I was going to get it fixed, which actually wasn't a fix versus getting a new one? Yes, the Samsung one. Yes, the Samsung. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they said, we'll give you this amount of money for a non-Samsung, and we'll give you this amount of money if you buy another Samsung, which is more than the other. Yep. So we decided we're not going to do the Samsung again, which I think is a smart move on our part. Well, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do... We ended up getting an LG. Um, mm-hmm. LG was on the... LG and Samsung were the two we... Because I over-research. I'm going to take the blame. I over-research on almost everything. Oh, me too. Totally. When I'm buying something like that. Yeah. That that expensive. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was between Samsung and LG the first time around. And obviously, we made the wrong choice with the Samsung. 
So we went with the LG this time, and everything went off. You know, the guys came and hooked it up, took the old one away. We filled out the rebate forms. Um, the rebate is not supposed to be here for 12 weeks or something ridiculous like that. Oh, yeah. But, of course. Um, the LG, we've done maybe a handful of loads. So far, no problems. But we did, you know, end up having to pay about $100 out of pocket, which I think is ridiculous. It could have been yeah. worse, but still, I should not have to pay a yeah, dime. Yeah, it could have broken your jaw. <laughs> it could yeah. have been worse. Oh, I should have to pay for it. They should have paid for a totally. new one. You should not have to pay for that. Yeah. So anyway, that's the washer update. Now, do you have any updates? Ab- I do have an about update. About your health? Um, yeah, yeah, a, a short one. Okay. I will say that you had a malfunctioning washer. I currently have a malfunctioning brain, which... Well, I know which one I'd rather have. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to have clean clothes, so yeah. of course. Yeah. I, um, I went to the neurologist, and they basically said, you have an abnormal brain MRI. Okay. Um, and so they want me to get a bunch more tests, and the vision stuff is a slightly better, and okay, I think good. Part, of, part of that is it's getting better, and part of that is I've learned to... Yeah, live with it and tolerate it. Yeah, um, and so it actually I only had like one day uh, over the Christmas New Year's break that where it got to me where I had to wear sunglasses and inside and you know it was like my head was killing me and I couldn't you know drive or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that is um, an improvement over every day. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And so I mean I'm I'm at the point now where if it stays like this and I just occasionally you know every couple of months have a issue where you know it really gets worse then i i could i could tolerate that i could live with that um obviously there's people who live a lot worse than that and, but um i'm just glad to know that it's not anything that they don't think right now it's anything like a brain tumor or anything like that uh, they mentioned like um possibly ms what they saw on the mri and that's why i have to go get more tests uh-huh uh, mentioned something like lupus which um like an autoimmune yep, um lupus. where my immune system is overactive yep um and that could be causing part of this um i have to go get some weird Tests where they put electrodes and LEDs on the back of my head and then shine stuff into my eyes. And so the LEDs on the back of my skull pick up. They're so sensitive that they pick up the light coming from my eye to make sure that um, what my eye is seeing is crossing the octave nerve and getting to the back parts of my brain or something. I, he was trying to explain it to me, and I'm like, you understand it? Let's do it. So, huh, I have not heard of that. <laughs> Maybe if you gave me the name of the actual name of the test, uh, I'd know yeah. what it is. So they gave me all these anagrams, initializations of tests that, you know, I don't know what any of it means. I think one of them was um, an echocardiogram. He said oh, they're going to okay. shoot salt water into my veins and it's going to cross the bubbles across my heart. And that's how they tell if I have a hole in my heart. And then I don't know, but there's like four or five other ones. Um, basically right now they're thinking either it's um, multiple sclerosis or uh, lupus or, you know, could be you know, neither of those is what I'm thinking. Probably not either one of those. He was concerned about a couple spots and called it an abnormal brain MRI. And so I have to get another MRI, you know, six months from now and just go from there. So, I mean, it's tolerable right now. So, I mean, there's people that certainly live with a lot worse than this. So, um, but, on days that the vision is not too bad, it's, it's, I actually forget about it. Well, that's good. I mean, it sounds like you have improved a little bit. But, oh, yes. But, um, you know, it's, They've got their suspicions, but obviously they need to do the test to confirm or deny yeah, those much. those things. And I'm glad they're covering all their bases. Yeah, they're basically trying to rule stuff out yep. still. And yep. I mean, and that's how you, I, I, doctors, like we I think we've talked about before, 
doctors who claim to know everything and just like, I'm going to pronounce that it's this. Yeah, uh, yeah. They are half the time, they're just trying to rule out what it couldn't be and, you know, just come to what could be the simplest explanation left. And that's usually what it is. I mean, it's the Occam's razor yes. um, th- theory that applies to most anything, honestly. Yep. And and all kidding aside, every, you know, everybody's thinking good thoughts and, and yes. um, we're pulling for you. And let me tell you that Jolene Wojcik at J-M-R-W-O-J-C-I-K. <laughs> okay. Tw- from Twitter, she tweeted out basically the same thing. We'll think good thoughts, Jason. And then yep. she included the fabulous emoji of herself praying by the bedside. That's <laughs> I saw that. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. And just, yeah, I want to say thanks to everybody for, you know, good words about all that and good thoughts. And that's, uh, I'm going to approach it like everything is fine until they tell me something different. So, um, and that's keep going. the healthiest way to approach it, I think. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. tend to worry about stuff, which only makes things worse. So if you can, absolutely, if you can go through life without worrying like that, that is the best way to approach it. One hundred percent. Yes. And so now we try to pronounce things. Pr- pronounce. What did we say? What did you say? What do I say? Things. Pronounce this. This. Good. That's All how right. I would pronounce it, too. What do I win? <laughs> you win. Um, boy, I win getting to play this game? Absolutely. All right, I'm in. Cool. All right, so here's what I was, what I was thinking. Okay. So I, th- I thought you were going to say it's what you're saying, which would have been funny. Here is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think it was, it must have been before Christmas before the new year, at least before the Mm -hmm. new year, I saw um, on the Today Show, as I was getting ready in the morning or Mm -hmm. cleaning or something, the hour after the Today Show, they do like more of a talk show type of thing. And it was Al Roker, I think, and what's her name? Tamara Gray, I think is her name. And then they had Winnie Cooper on as a guest. Oh, so I think Win- Danica McKellar. Danica McKellar, Winnie Cooper yes. from Wonder Years. Yes. And so she was on as a guest. And one thing they were talking about was dumb words or phrases that they think should be retired. Have they been listening to our Which podcast? Which I think they're listening to our podcast because we had that mm-hmm. last week or two weeks that's ago. That's absolutely, yeah, that's absolutely the only explanation for this. It absolutely has to be the only mm-hmm. explanation. So anyway, they actually used a word that I said, a phrase that I said I wish I didn't say, which we'll get to in a minute. But two, oh, no problem. two other phrases they said that they wanted to retire. Okay. And one was, no offense, but. So obviously, you're about to oh, be like, insulted. Yeah, no, no offense intended. Or, you know, don't take this the wrong way. But, yeah, yeah. Which, honestly, if you ever have to say that, you are. You're about to insult say, somebody. Yes, you just do it. Just own it. Yeah, no offense, but you can say insult not not insulting. You can say critical things and give critique in a nice way and get your point across without having to, you know, qualify it with a with one of those yeah. no offense but or whatever statements. Yeah, and that's basically what they were saying. Let's get rid of this phrase. Yeah, I'm all for that and, as long as they don't mean get rid of the, you know, being critical because. Well, right. Your closest friends are, you know, the people who will actually tell you the truth. Yeah. And I don't, maybe that's what they were advocating, but it sounded to me like they just didn't like the phrase. 
I wasn't listening to the whole thing, but when I saw Winnie Cooper, I paid more attention. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Another phrase they said was, I can't even. Now, I, I don't use this phrase. Yeah, I, that's a... Like, I can't even go there? Is that what they mean? Like, I can't yeah, even like, think about that. I can't even. That's like a millennial thing, I think. Okay, so instead of finishing the sentence, they just say, I can't even? Yeah, because you can't even finish the sentence. Because it's just too stressful? Yes, and and that, that I've seen this on Twitter before, like, people actually making fun of people who use this word. Like, to make fun of millennials, be like, I just can't even. And just, that's that's kind of like an internet meme. So is it, well, how come it's not like... Shaking my head is S-M-H. It should be I-C-E. Ice. <laughs> That's a good point. And there was another... I didn't think about that. <laughs> there was another phrase like that. Um, call, the phrase, not phrase, I guess this is a word, and it's whatever. Mm-hmm. They want that for the word retired. Wait a minute. Not whatever is the true sense of the word, but whatever, like, when somebody says something and you say whatever, or talk to the hand. Oh, talk to the hands definitely should be retired. And that, I think that, that has, one been, has been, been. I think that is in the old folks' home. That has but, been retired, yes. Yeah, but whatever is, I say that. Is I, that something I shouldn't say? I like whatever, but yeah. I like it because of the movie Clueless. I don't remember them saying that. I remember that movie. Oh, they I said mean, whatever. Alicia, Silver, Silver Song, yeah, but. whatever, and they put their hands in the shape. They're too the thumb and index finger together and put it on their forehead like loser L, but they make a W that I have never done. Whatever. And will never do. No, but it's from the movie clueless. Oh, okay. so I like that phrase. And I also love yeah. to make fun of the movie clueless when, cause they always used to say as if I say that yeah. still to this day in a joking way. <laughs> I was about to say, but if I'm you don't get it, you if you say that seriously, if you don't get it, then you think I'm serious. Yes. <laughs> So anyway, I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. I um, <laughs> the one that I wish they would get rid of, which is very similar to whatever, is I used this in a tweet as a joke uh, a couple of days ago. Was is whatevs, <laughs> which is awful, and people who use that non-jokingly, you know, please stop. Yeah, whatevs is. I've heard whatevs a lot. That's very much, but I I don't say like whatever. I just like whatever. No, I don't say it. Would you do that again? The clue, you're clueless. No, it's recorded. People can rewind if they want to. <laughs> hit that, hit that ten or fifteen second rewind button. No, don't do that. Um, I don't say it like Alicia Silverstone no. did, but the, I like this that. This to me word. is like, yeah, oh yeah. This is to me is like anyway, like anyway. Yeah, yeah. But you know, whatever. Let's move on. But I yeah. think the the way they not anyways, anyway. Exactly. But I but I think the there's way, only one way to say that, and it's anyway. I agree. Anyways, I wasn't talking to you. Um, what I was saying about whatever, mm-hmm. I think the way they're saying is whatever about everything in a whatever. I don't care about what you're saying. Hmm. Not whatever in in any way, but more like so and so. Will you please take out the trash? Whatever. Okay. I don't, I mean, I thought that was pretty clear before. I don't know. I mean, I think that's why they don't. This extra explanation is kind of like whatever. Exactly. No worries. Yeah, no problem. So the next word is no worries. The next phrase is no worries. Yes, I knew this one was coming. Which 
is what Did I they say this one. Yes, they said it. Wow. Which is they what are listening to this. I know, which is what I said. I wish I didn't say anymore, but can no longer help it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Winnie Cooper or Danica McKellar, whatever you want to call her. Yes. Said, you know, I kind of like no the math goddess, the math goddess. Yeah. And they did talk about math and they talked about her books about math on the show. Mm-hmm. She is very good with math. I gathered that. Mm-hmm. But but she said, I like no worries. It's short. It's to the point. It gets the it gets the point across. And I'm not going to stop saying it. And I'm like, I love you, Winnie Cooper, even more. Well, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, I don't mind. No worries. I just don't say it. You don't say it. I say it. No. And we got a tweet from Patrick Moffat. Oh, yes. About, about no worries after our podcast last week. Or maybe he was watching Winnie Cooper. Very possibly. But he's, he should have been. Yeah. He said, I had never heard. Okay, let me go back. I had never heard no worries until moving to California. Now I say it all the time. Damn hippies. Damn hippies. <laughs> and I, I um, thought, well, maybe that's where I heard it. But then I got, yesterday at work, I heard no worries on the radio three times. Your wife, Deanna messaged me and said she's hearing no worries all over work this week. Hmm. So it's it's all over the place. It's one of these things that seems like it's a you know it's an infestation and you don't really notice it until somebody points it out and then you can't help but notice it. Right. And that's what I'm here that's I think that's why I focused in on no worries when hearing it on the radio yesterday. Well I think the the point of all this is that there are hippies everywhere. I think so too. Dirty hippies. You know, you said the Today Show, you know, was copying us by talking about this, but there's also a Ringer article of theringer.com. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. That talked about this was kind of interesting. They didn't have no worries in there, but they did have a few other um uh terms that I didn't consider to be like 2016 internet slang is what they called it. Okay. And if you search for internet slang on uh, the Ringer, you can find this and we'll probably tweet out a link to it, you know, somebody will at some point. Okay. Um but it's this um and I think she's a millennial. She looks like she's in her 20s. Um, some of the other stuff she's written, the, art, the author of this article. Um, it seems like um, she's young, millennial, and she lists 12 terms that she feels like the internet and people in general need to stop using or, you know, she wished that people would stop using after, you know, 2016. So basically now. Okay. Um, and it's, some of them are like words. Like, I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. Maybe you don't know what words mean. Uh, <laughs> Like low key, yeah. Low. What's wrong with low key? Yeah, meaning you know, like under the radar or you know, laid back. Yeah, let's keep it low key. Yeah, or here for like I came here for, and then like some band or you know, why are you that? That's called English to me. Yeah, I don't consider that slang, but here maybe for. it is. Yeah, low now, key. She did, here for. Okay. Yeah, Those are and there's a couple more like that. There's a couple more like that in there, but um, I'm not gonna read them all. But one she used, which I. I think we talked about before um, we were recording, and you said you hadn't heard of it. it was called Ship, S H I P. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. I mean, I've heard of a ship in the Pirates of the Caribbean sense. Yes, but but it's more like um, like uh, fan fiction about two celebrities that you'd like to see that aren't like together in a relationship. You'd like to see them get together. You ship them, which I every time I hear somebody say that or I read somebody's you know written that, I want to punch them in the face. That. <laughs> This one drives me nuts. So I would I would also be glad to see that one gone. It's 
supposedly short for worship, which uh, doesn't make it any better that they shortened it. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, that's that's a terrible one. I it, that needs to go. I can't even. I mean, if you're <laughs> yeah, if you're too whatever. lazy to put the W O R on the front of it, I can't even. Well, but this this need to put together celebrities that aren't together, well, yeah, and yeah. it could be like fictional characters too. Like I ship these two together because I want to imagine a fantasy world where they are, you know, romantically linked, even though they're not. Uh, just I don't understand that. Come on. When you say I ship these two, I all I can think about is putting them on the pontoon boat and getting <laughs> yeah. rid of them, or putting them in a crate and shipping them somewhere. Yeah. So can we put like you know Kardashian and Bieber on the pontoon? Is if I said that I ship, I want to ship them. Does that mean that I actually want them to get together? I'm going to go with that that means we want to ship them out to sea, adrift, yeah. to float, away from society. I don't worship So I'm going them. to go with that because that makes me, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, I haven't yeah. read that article. It's pretty interesting. She also had one in here, Unicorn, which has come up a lot lately. People talk about a unicorn as, you know, uh, it's a unique or rare person in sports or tech or whatever. Um, what happened to Goat. Well, greatest of all time. Yeah, but a unicorn wouldn't necessarily be the greatest of all time. It would be just like, oh, this is this is a particular, um, you know, person, a particular basketball player that um, is very unique or rare. You may never see, um, okay. you know, someone like this in a generation, once in a generation talent, whether it's sports or whether it's, um, you know, business related things or whatever, you know, bands, artists, you know, anything, um, which. That one actually has become overused lately, so is, especially in basketball. I haven't, I haven't really heard that phrase, but is this why there is a unicorn emoji? Probably. When you see that unicorn emoji, that's what that's, I think that's what they're doing. Hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> you know that we know, no, yeah. I know nothing about emojis. So. I don't either. Well, is there a leprechaun? Because a leprechaun would be pretty cool. That's unique. But a leprechaun's not real. So the another word on this list was fam, which is I'm assuming short family. for family. Yeah, yeah. Um, which uh, I've seen a lot of people use. I saw Anne Hornaday use this recently, and I wanted to go. I love you, Anne, but no. Oh, she probably had a character limit issue. Mm, was it, it was on a Twitter? Short tweet. Oh, yeah, it was okay. a pretty short tweet. I heard fam a lot. Yeah, I'm sick of that one. To be honest with you, I've used that before. You know, Christmas with the fam. Yeah, but when it's used like in a term like "come on, fam," or like when oh. you're talking to a, a one particular person, or like you're talking to like the the royal we, but it's like using a singular, um, it, it that's that's when it bothers me. Like, is it's it's an it's if you're gonna say family, say family. If you're gonna say friend, say friend or people. It, I guess it's kind of like replaces people to me. I'd say be like, "Come on, man!" Instead of saying "man," you mean "come on, fam." <laughs> yeah, Which, that needs to be retired. Yeah. Um, another one she had on here, garbage. Like, this is just garbage, or that band is garbage. I mean, not, not, like, not like Shirley Manson garbage, the actual band garbage, but, you know, like, yeah. they're not very good garbage. I sh- that was a bad example. Oh, um, well. Like, that sports team is garbage. I, or, you know, this song is garbage. Well, yeah, okay, that works. This song is garbage. So it's not, uh, that is not internet slang in 2016 to me. That is, been around a while. has been in existence since I can ever remember. Maybe hot garbage, because that's that is something yeah. that I've seen only recently. Or hot mess. Hot mess. Yep. 
Yeah, which I still am not 100% sure if hot mess means a good thing or a bad thing, or it's kind of in the middle. It's kind of, you know, ambiguous on purpose. I don't I don't know what it means, but I tweeted it out something about hot mess the other day, which now you're making me... <laughs> Without knowing what it means? Well, I thought I knew what it meant. <laughs> well, I could be totally wrong. Don't, don't, don't look at me for what does this internet term mean. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no, whatever. No worries. That's right. No problem. Uh, the, and the last one that she had is the number one, which I agree with, uh, which is woke. All right. I guess I'm way out of touch. What? Woke? Like, woke in what is, context? It's kind of like jokey slang um, to refer to people who are, like, aware of, you know, uh, inequalities or bias or, you know, racist things, gender things. Like, if you are if you are tuned in to... Um, the plight of some a, a minority group that's different from you or a group of people who is, you know, having to go through something. If you're like, I, I get what they're going through, even though I'm not, you know, in that group, uh-huh. I can, I can sympathize with. It's like saying you're woke. Okay. I've heard that before. And I, that was on yeah. that same thing I was telling you about. I think it was CBS this Sunday morning where they yes. were talking about um, groovy and all the decades of that's cool. Groovy and yes. you're the bomb. And I remember them saying woke. Like you're yeah, which, you're awake or you're in tune. Yes, I'm, it's like you're it, it, and it's almost a little too cute mm-hmm. to be applying it to such a serious topic, right? So stop being cute. Yeah, be ugly. Just, <laughs> what? Some things are ugly. Some of these some serious topics can be ugly. You got to get into it. Yep. Don't try to be cute with it. So she was actually. That was her number one on this article. So I, I agree that the ones that she listed on here should be retired. But, you know, some of them were not actual internet slang, I don't think. So. Like low-key. But it was interesting. It was, it was an interesting read. You know, the low-key, the other phrase that's probably more slangy than low-key that means mm-hmm. similar or the same is keep it on the DL or keep it on the down-low. Yeah, I think that's more like a 90s or or maybe early 2000s slang. Yeah. Well, I still so I guess, use I guess keep the people it on the in DL. You know, well, I mean cuz that's when we grew up. So. Exactly. Of course, I use I I've never said that. I think I was a little too old for that one. On the DL? Um, yeah. I would just be like keep it quiet. Yeah. Or low I tend key. To cut. Yeah, low key. Low key works. Yeah. Keep it low key. Yeah. Do you have any other words or Well, I have uh I do have a phrase that All right. Um, brought up some some arguments, but um, friendly arguments over Christmas holiday. Uh-oh. So when you are standing to buy something, let's say you're going to go to the movies, but you have to stand and wait for it. Mm-hmm. What do you call that? Oh, I'm not. I'm not standing in line to wait for anything. So standing so in I, line. So I guess in line. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we've heard Tony say this on his show, that, and it comes from the East Coast Standing mm-hmm. online. Yep, totally have heard that. Okay, so my stepbrother's girlfriend, I've mentioned her a few times. I'll give her a name. I'll, I'll call her Sylvia. Okay. She grew up in New York. And okay. so she was adamant that it's online. And the rest of us were like, no, no, it's inline. I'm standing inline. I'm not online. I'm not on the internet. Um, online is what America did in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, America online. America's well, online? America or America's? America, America online. AOL, yeah. Yes. 
But it was a back and forth for quite a while, and then we all finally decided, yeah, we're just going to keep saying what we're saying. Yeah, it, both of those are totally acceptable. Well, I don't think online's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> I am 50-50 on this. I totally would never say online, uh-huh. but I've heard that a bunch. And I've, always, I've often heard it from like, um, like British people. Okay. So it, it must be like an East Coast and, you know, keep going East situation. It could be. But if you're on the line, to me, that means that you're on top. You're not, you're not stacking on top. You're in line. Hmm. So you're like, inside the line. Like dominoes. Well, if, you, hmm. if, you, if you put dominoes and line them up, are you saying that the dominoes are on line or in line? They're in the line. They're not on it. I'm sorry. You just said dominoes. I'm just thinking about pizza. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> That's pizza's better to think about than this. Yeah. And, and even still, I'm not waiting in line for pizza. No, you you call Amazon Prime now. <laughs> they don't deliver pizzas yet. Oh, well, they will. Just give them time. I can't have pizza for 30 days. I know. And I'm doing that, too. I'm, I'm going to get my pizza in this weekend so that on Sunday yeah. I'm ready to go. And I can't have the next item on the list for 30 days, either. What's that? Well, I can, but not anything that to hold it together. Actually, I guess I can't. The term, uh, I think it's a Greek or Mediterranean food. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to spell it. G-Y-R-O-S. Yep. Yep. And so that's usually lamb, I believe, that you wrap in like a pita-like... Yeah. um, It's like a Greek burrito is the way I think of it. Yeah, Greek burrito. So how would Mm -hmm. you say that word? Um, Greek burrito. (laughs) I I would say probably hero. Okay. Like a soft, super soft G. Super soft. But I've also heard... But that sounded like an H to me. It's so soft it goes back a letter. <laughs> I mean, forward a letter. Wait, I don't know. What's the alphabet? H. G, G comes before H. Okay, so it, goes, it jumps forward a letter. It's so soft, it, it just, you just skip right over the G and go right to the H. Okay, so now that is not how I say it. I say it, <clears throat> excuse me, if like E-U-R-O-S. Like Euro? Yeah, Euro. Okay, that one I haven't heard. I've heard gyros and gyros. Yes, and one of my family members says gyro. One of them says gyro or gyro, gyro. Gyro. But to me, it's always and forever, which is a decent song. Um, it's euros. <laughs> like, like the money. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see all of them. All, this is once again one that I am 50-50 or would, would that be? 25, 25, 25, 25 on, yeah. which is, you know, any four of those I could, I could deal with. Um, I could deal with euros and heroes mm-hmm. and maybe gyros, but gyros I think is wrong. I think I've heard a lot of gyro. Yeah. I've, said, I've heard it said that way a lot in the South. Okay. All right. Well, it's a gyro. I wonder what other people that are listening to this will say or do say. They better say it right. Exactly. <laughs> um, Any other words? Yes, I've got, I've got one. I got another one here, okay. and I'm not going to say who said this to you know maybe save him or her some embarrassment. But I heard this over the holidays. Was it me? Wasn't you? Okay, good. So you you know the ancient uh, traditional African, also used by Native Americans, the, the hairstyle where you groom, the, the hair is braided. 
very close to the scalp, scalp, mm-hmm. and they, in multiple braids. Yeah, to produce like a continuous raised row. Yeah, yeah. Ancient tradition been around forever. Uh huh. But that that term, there's a term for it. Yep. And what would you call that? Cornrows. Cornrows. Yes. Well, I heard over the holidays. Someone was describing these and called them corn rolls. R O L L S. Okay, that I hadn't heard. I just found it funny because uh, obviously this person had never seen it written down. Yeah. Um, but that I, could happen. I, I, I guess you could mishear that as that. Yeah, I, I can see that corn rolls, which then made me upset right now because I can't have corn rolls, whatever they are, for thirty <laughs> days. Man, that would be pretty good, though. Any kind of roll with, like, and I like corn, too. Mm. Wouldn't it be? I need to order a pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you certainly can. Maybe you can ask your new friend. Oh, yes. We'll get to her in a minute. Okay. One more My word. favorite best friend. Okay, go ahead. I've heard this word three different times in the last week from three different sources, and I couldn't believe it because all of them said it Definitely differently than I do. Okay. Was it three different ways or just different? Same way, different okay. than me. All right. T-U-M-U-L-T. Tumult. You did it too. All really? four of you are wrong. <laughs> okay, how would you say it? Tumult. No. Yeah. That's too much pronunciation at the beginning of that. It Well, okay, so instead of tum, like the... Thing you eat when your stomach hurts, tum, yeah. it's tomb, like T-O-M-B, tumult. Yeah, tumult. But you said tumult. I sound, I feel like I'm a Canadian if I'd say it like tumult. But I can see it both ways. I just, I think tumult's very acceptable. I've been very lenient on pronunciations today for some reason. I think it is acceptable, but I just never had heard it. And then I heard four different really? people now, including you, say it. See, I think that might be... Midwest bias or northern Midwest bias, like going into Canadian bias, even because I have never heard anybody say tumult. Well, okay, I'm I'm gonna look this up because I think. Okay, I uh, go ahead. I got an idea. I got an idea. Okay. So I'm the I rarely hear that word, but I hear another form of it said. Oh, okay. I think I know where you're going with this, which yeah. is way better. Tumultuous. Yeah. Tumultuous. So I can see. Tumultuous, to, yes. Yes, because I would never say, well, tumultuous. To, tumultuous. To, tumultuous. Tumultuous. Yeah, I would never say that. So, yeah. But if I'm looking at the word by itself, that's weird. That word changes pronunciation to me personally, depending on the, yeah, it's the, one of those. Yep. the different tense of it. Or not the tense, a different form of it. Yep. Yeah. So, that's an interesting one. Tumult or tumult? Anyway, I did look it up, but I, I don't think we need to read it because we don't usually look things up. So, oh, Does that mean I'm right? Uh, actually, no, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Well, then we don't need to read no, it. No, we don't need to read it at all. All right, let's move I on. I was just trying to save you some embarrassment. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? So now it's time for another quiz. And All right. before we do that, I'd like to read a tweet that uh, we recently got from Luke Overby. Okay. Um, about the last quiz that we did, the one with the 
sixties through two thousands, I think it was. Yes. Um, right before New Year's, um, he said at Speak Tangents, since you asked, I got Prodigy. So told you, oh, so good. at least one of the person would get it. And yep. Elvis, Elvis, really? I basically think is what he's trying to say to you. Um, which you came up with it. I mean, you got it. You just sometimes you listen to something and. It, it especially in this you know format and this environment where you're just hearing it and you're you know that it's being you know going to be broadcast to people at some point and it it is a, a small modicum of that amount of pressure that like people like go on game shows and you know I I watched Jeopardy with my family over Christmas a few times and <laughs> yeah I heard about I'm yelling that. at the screen going you bunch of idiots how do you not know you know whatever it's easy even me knowing that it actually happens where you feel that extra pressure and it causes things to happen. When I see other people doing it, I still yell at the screen. So. Oh, yeah. and But Elvis, that was pretty bad. And you said, you had said previously something about we're going to know, we are going to screw up a song that we've actually jingled. Oh, yeah, that we had jingled. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. is what happened with Hound Dog from Elvis. Like three questions later. I'd... And I received quite a bit of flack from the person to whom I'm related by marriage for missing the Elvis song. <laughs> And so I think well, it you go- didn't really miss it. You got I it. I did get it, and and let's let's clarify that I did get it. Yes, I didn't give you any like major hints. No, and I had it. I just needed to hear it one more time, and yeah, I got and it. You got it almost right away. Yeah. Yes, and so, but I, you know, it could be up there in the Al Green category, like Moffat a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thanks for pointing that out, Luke. Yes, we appreciate it. So now on to our quiz for this week, and I believe you have brought something that is going to probably crush me. Well, I, I don't think it's going to crush you because I've come to realize that nothing will crush you. No, don't go that far. But it's a country quiz. And so it's, I think it's 10... Con- Argentina. <laughs> Bolivia. Let me clarify. Country music. Uh, oh, and, that's even more disheartening. Yeah, I know. And... I would do better at world geography, I think. I actually think that you will get some of these because... It's far as I can understand the way it described it, it's called country greats. So therefore, it's going, oh, okay. it may be people that, you know, cross over, people that everybody's familiar with. And, okay. and see, here's my, here's my concern. It could be country greats, which when I think of country greats, I think of like Hank Williams, not yes. junior, senior. Yes. Johnny Cash, Merle Haggard. Yep. Um, Waylon Jennings, that kind of country greats. Yep. Willie um, Nelson. Even getting into like George Strait, Randy Travis. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I guess I know more of Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn, Conway Twitty. Okay, I so I think maybe we this might not be the quiz where I actually beat you. <laughs> well well, I if it's not them, now they could they this could be someone who's in their twenties or thirties and thinks country greats are Toby Keith. Right. Which I do not consider a country great or great in general, just my personal preference. Yeah, so yeah. that that era of country music is if it's that, I'm doomed. I have no shot. Okay. Well, I don't know what it is, but all I know is that country quizzes are a lot harder to find than the other stuff, and that may speak Hmm. to something. I think that does speak to something. So anyway, this is probably going to be easier, and so let's just hit it and find out. I I think it's a 10-second clip, but I'm not sure. All right. Uh, Number one? Yeah. I think I know this. Um, I definitely know this. Yeah, I had to know this. So I'm going to stop it in the middle because I know this right away. Yeah, I know this too. This is Molly Cyrus Sr. That's right. Achy breaky heart. 
Yes, Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Okay, I'm going to yes. write these Which things Which I would down. not consider a country great, so I'm afraid this is going the direction that I was yeah, fearful of. Yeah, we might be getting Taylor Swift and and uh, oh people like that in here. I'm so, going to predict that one of them is Shania Twain just right out the gate. Probably. Okay, so you and I both got that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, next. Number two. Tell me no secrets. Tell me some lies. Give me no reasons. Give me alibis. Tell me you love me and don't let me cry. Say anything. I think I know that song. I think I know who it is. I can't think of the name of the song. I'm going to have to work this one out because I don't... Think I you, know that. Do you mean to tell you who I think it is? Just from the voice? Not yet. Okay. Um I don't think this person falls into what we were thinking of country greats when we heard Billy Ray Cyrus. Um no, I think this is eighties. Yeah. Um I think this or maybe might 70s. be this might be Mandrell. I that's not who I think it is, but you could be right. I'm just kind of guessing. Okay. Or um, who's the other one that I... Okay, who do you think it is? I think it's Crystal Gale. Oh, if that could possibly be, because I'm not familiar with Crystal Gale's work. Okay, I just think that's her voice. Um... And we don't really know what the quiz... Is this a is this a name the song name or, or name the or great? It's, it's called Ten Country Great, so I think it name the artist. So I think you, it'd be give either either or. If we get either one, we get points. Well, if you get all right, I'm going to stick with Mandrell, but I do not think that's right now. Like it, Barbara Mandrell. Yeah, Barbara Mandrell. Okay. And Chris, it could be, could be. Crystal Gale is probably right, and therefore I am doomed. The only Crystal Gale song I know is "Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue," and I don't think that's what this is. Mm, I don't really. I wasn't. She was. Before my time, I think, as far as when oh, I started before my time too. listening to <laughs> country. Was, yeah. She was like late 70s, okay. mid, yeah. early 80s. Well, you're probably right then. All right, you ready for the next one? Sure. Okay, here we go. I know that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You want to just stop this one right now? I stopped it right now. Okay. Kenny Rogers. That's, yes, that's the gambler. Now, no. Or is it? No, that's Coward of the County. That's right. Yes. You're right. That is that is absolutely Kenny Rogers, though. It is Kenny Rogers for sure. Yeah, Coward of the County. Yep, well, I really liked that song by Kenny. Yeah, he had some decent stuff for country stuff. I mean, Ruby, don't this, take your w- guns to town. I like that one. Yeah, I would consider him country great. Yes. Yeah, I would put him, even though I didn't mention him in that list before. He's in that '80s, late '70s, early '80s. Because what was that band that he sang with? I didn't know he had a band. I've only yeah, always sang, known him as Kenny Rogers. Solo. He started out with a band, um, like a singing group, and then he split off from them, kind of like Lionel Richie did from the Commodores. Okay. And he became actually more famous than the actual well, band I wonder was, what that band remember. was. Somebody's yelling it. Probably. Um, Probably. Kenny Rogers was well-liked by the ladies. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he did the plastic surgery, and now he's yeah. unrecognizable to me. As to well, what he used to be, you know, what he used to look as, like. As Jerry said, yeah, in the jingle, he's trying to turn into be Chinese. Yeah, that was really funny. That was in a gam in the gambler jingle. Yeah, it was really funny. Okay, so we both um, got that one. Yeah, and speaking of speaking of Kenny Rogers being liked by the ladies, and we were talking about Veep before. Yes. Uh, Gary Cole, who is 
played one of the all-time great roles in movies to me, cult movies. He was in, uh, he was the boss. He was Lumberg in Office Space. Oh, yeah. And he's in, is like one of the supporting characters on Veep now. <laughs> one of the episodes I watched last week, they called him uh, Gray Kenny Rogers or something like that. Okay, so that's like season five? Yeah, it's four or five. Okay, I haven't gotten there yet. But are funny. you telling me now, which supporting character does he play on Veep? He's the numbers guy. He's the basically the guy that has sort of autism. And they kind of hint about it and they kind of joke around about it, which I mean, I mean, they joke about everything. So I get, you know, and, and they are funny. So you give him a pass on that kind of stuff. But he's the one who does the numbers and um, he starts working for her campaign when she's getting reelected. Okay. She's going I haven't election. seen him yet because that so far. He's got the beard. Oh, yeah. You've, what season are you in? One. Oh, no. He didn't show up to like season three. Okay. Because I was going to say. All right, I He's am hilarious. missing this guy, and I'm pretty sure I know what he looks like, and there's nobody on there. Okay, well, I look forward to that. Yeah, you need to look forward to him and Richard Split. Richard who? who? Is Richard Split. He comes up, I think, season four or five. Okay. He's throughout the rest. He, the guy, the timing of some of the jokes they give him are hilarious. It, it's a, so far, I've only watched like eight episodes, and it's just hilarious. Oh, it gets it gets better. Like season three or four was probably the highlight for me. Like the whole like as far as the best overall season. But yeah, it's 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 really funny. Totally worth watching. Okay, well we recommend that as a as a yes. group as a duo. And I, and I actually recommend seventies and eighties Kenny Rogers. Yep, I do too. I'm not sure about his chicken restaurants, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Next. Next. I know this. Now to get her name. Hmm. I have to listen to this one all the way. And we don't believe you ought to be bringing up your little girl this way. Okay, this sounds like it could be later, like or earlier, like sixties. Uh, this is seventies, I think. This goes with the TV show. Okay, what what it sounds like to me is not goes with the TV show. They made a TV right, show after this right. song, I believe. Okay, well maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person. What I'm what I'm thinking, I think it's Reba. No. <laughs> this is, uh, as far as I know, she was a one-hit wonder. Oh. Her name is similar to the name of an actor that is in Will Ferrell movies. Oh, okay. Which Will Ferrell movie? Most of them. Step Brothers, um, Talladega Nights, for sure. Oh, I don't know that guy's real name. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't remember his real name. I don't know if they're related. I don't know if the names are spelled. The last name is spelled the same, but it's very. it sounds exactly the same. Okay, now if she's a one-hit wonder, why is she on the 10 Country Great? I have no idea. She might not be a one-hit wonder. This is the only song I've ever heard of hers. They turned this into a TV show with, I think, Valerie Harper. No, not Valerie Harper. Who was in that show? Ogan's it was a show, family? No, it was a show in the late 70s, early 80s that I think they made the TV show after the song. It's not Tanya Tucker. No. She's Very more similar, she's more similar of voice, a, though. She's not a one-hit wonder, Tanya Tucker. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. We're not talking about any of the um, Judds, are we? Nope. Not Winona, not Naomi, not Ashley. Right. Good job out of you. 
Loretta Lynn? No way. No way. No, 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 no. no. She's no, no, no. way she's way earlier and less. Oh, yeah. It was not a one-hit wonder. I, oh, absolutely Okay, not. what's the name of the TV show? Harper Valley PTA, which is also the name of the song, by the way. Okay, I don't know the name. I didn't know that song at all. All right, it's Jenny C. Riley is what I believe her name is. Oh, and his name is Philip C. Riley. No, his name is John C. John Riley. C. Riley. I think you're confusing him with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yes, I might be. Who has passed away last yes. year, I think. Okay, so I can see where we're headed. I with think this. her name is Jenny. I could be confusing it and mixing up what her name is with John C. Riley, but I think it's Jenny C. Riley sticks in my head for some reason. Okay, so I, I know that's Harper Valley PTAs, or that's what I know the song as. That might not be the exact name of the song, but that's it's that <laughs> song. So I think maybe this is where we just stop the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> This is where I'm. This is the quiz I'm supposed to beat you, and I've only gotten one answer, and those the two answers, and they were the two that you got. Okay. Okay, we're halfway through. Let's go. I need to look up the name of this. Who was in this TV show though? And it, I don't think it was Valerie Harper. Let's see. Well, if it's Harper Valley PTA, it might be Valerie Harper. Which is why I think it was her. TV show. It was a film that starred Barbara Eden. Who is oh, also well known as yes, uh, the TV show early eighties, also Barbara Eden. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Not Valerie Harper. Not Valerie Harper. That was my word association. So this might not be Jenny C. Riley. Okay. Now that I think about it. Well, hopefully uh, it's me... hopefully it's one of the people that I mentioned. Yeah, because this says when I looked up Harper Valley on Wikipedia just now, it says. A 1968 country music song, so you were right about the decade. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, and it says it was written by Tom T. Hall, so my, whose name sounds familiar. My initial person was Reba McIntyre, but her voice, if that's her, then her voice has changed over the years, and she's gotten a little yeah, more this was, chesty, yeah, this throaty. Is, yeah, Reba, I think, is more like late 70s, 80s, okay. and this is more like mid, early 70s, because the movie, I think it said the, the movie was 70-something. Let me look it up again. Yeah, the movie was 1978. Oh, okay. And the TV show was in the 80s, is what this all this says. Oh, okay. Well, I never saw And that's Harper the most Valley that this PTA. show or song or t- movie has ever been talked about in 2017. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Good next. point to move on. Yes. I woke up this morning, realized what I had done. I stood alone in the cold gray dawn. I'd lost my morning sun. I have no idea what that is. No, me either. It sounded for a little bit like George Jones, but yeah. I don't think that's George Jones. I wish I knew the songs. These are considered country great songs or country Yeah, I would greats. not consider these country. I mean, if it's George Jones, he's a country great. I would not consider What's-Her-Face, Riley, Genesee Riley, a country great. Mm-mm. But maybe she wasn't. That's the only song I'd ever heard of. So they, they, they throw us off by putting Billy Ray Cyrus as the first one. Yeah, also not a country guy. No, great. not he, a country I would great. consider him a one-hit wonder country guy, I, but maybe I'm wrong about that too. I think he's had, he had a couple, but really it was Achy Breaky Heart. Yeah, um, he's more known now as Miley Cyrus's dad than anything. Yes, he is. George Jones, I think, is a good guess. Um, it's, but some parts of that voice don't sound like it. I'm going to listen to this again. I woke Me too. up this morning realized what I had done. The I beginning of it doesn't sound like George Jones. In the cold gray dawn, 
Maybe this is maybe this is 80s. Maybe or 90s. It doesn't sound no. like Randy Travis. I don't think it's new enough to be 90s. Um, I don't either. I don't know. So I don't even have a guess. Besides, I'm going to say George Jones just in case it's some miraculously... All right, you're going to say George Jones. I, but I'm wrong. I'm going to say... Let's see. Let's go with... Eddie Arnold. All right. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I so might if, be... If that's what it is. I might... I might be getting uh, two names confused, but let's go with right. Eddie I, it, Arnold. It, I'll be impressed if that's what it is. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> All right, next. <laughs> next. This is country great? I, I don't know who that is. I, I don't know either. <laughs> I can't even begin to guess. I, I don't understand why this person who created this quiz is calling these people country greats. No, they, it just should be general country songs. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know, but I. Do you think that's more of a nineties? Oh no 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 no! That's seventies. Yeah. Why do 70s they keep? Or 80s. Why do they keep going with seventies? That <laughs> I really can't even say. Give a guess for that. I I. Don't think I've ever heard that song and can't place that I've ever heard that person's voice before. I I don't, I can't either, but. We missed that one. Maybe, you know what, some, uh, one that, one artist that did sing some country for, for a while and then went off um, more towards like California rock with the Eagles and stuff is um, Ronstad. Linda Ronstad? Yeah. That's not who that is. Not Linda? Okay. I don't think so. She might show up. I would be shocked up. if that's Linda Robinson. All right, Maybe. let's just skip it because I don't really, if I'm just guessing at this point. Yeah, all right, next. When I go to sleep at night, you're always a part of my dream. Holding me tight, telling me everything I want to hear. Okay, this doesn't even sound like country to me. No, I would not say that's country. That's more like 50s. Yeah, I have like no idea. Almost. No clue on that one. Okay, so far, this is the worst quiz we've ever had. <laughs> I agree. I <laughs> mean, 10 country greats, and none of us can identify them. I, not only are they not all greats, in my opinion, they're not even country. No, I want to know. This might be the best live tweeting we get. I need to know if people know these. Yeah, if people get this, I'm going to be uh, yeah. very surprised. All right, let's move on. We don't have a guess. All right, next. And if sweet talking you could make it come true, I would give you the world right now on a silver platter. But what would it matter? So smile for a while and let's be jolly. No okay. clue. Is that Brenda Lee... I never promised you a rose garden. That could be. I don't know if that's her name, but I, that's the only song title that came into my mind listening to that. Because if it's not that, I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it kind of does sound like it could be that. I, I, you can put Brenda Lee down. It's as good a guess as any. I feel more confident that it's the title of the song than that's actually the person's no, name. No, I think so. it was Brenda Lee. Okay. All right, All next. Right. Next. <laughs> 
Okay. At least I've heard this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can't think of it right now, but at least I have heard. Do you know what this is? Uh, well, I thought I did, but I, I don't think I do now that the more I heard the song. I've absolutely heard that song. Yeah, the long train. Taking the long train. Yeah. Um, I cannot place who it is. This isn't George Jones, is it? No. This would be more George. He sounds more like George, George Strait, Strait, but I don't yeah. think it's George Strait either. I don't know how much. I, I don't know how I know these country people even. I don't listen to this music. <laughs> I don't know how you know either. Then. Um, I mean, I, I obviously I don't really, really, but I don't even know how I'm coming up with any of these. I, what about I Roy Acuff? Maybe. I'll, I know that guy's name. I couldn't tell you anything that he's done. It actually sounds like it's later than Roy. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm passing that one. This is mercifully the last one. Okay. Too much in love. Too much in love. Too much in love. <laughs> what? Okay, that I'm sorry. There is no Hank Williams in there. Is that like Gordon Lightfoot maybe? Was he considered a country? No, but that wasn't a country song right there. No. I that have was more no folk, idea. 70s folk, 60s folk. Yeah, I I don't know. This I'm was just throwing the, out Gordon, Gordon Lightfoot cuz it's the only guy's name I can think of. This was the worst quiz ever. It's, Absolutely. It is not advertised at all. Here's proof that we do not I want screen our quizzes. No, no, because this is terrible. Okay, well, let's go. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna go for Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, because I have no idea. I mean, he sounds sort of like early John Denver, but I don't think it, it's not John Denver. All right, well, I'm gonna get. But it's I'm that era, guess I think. I'll put in John Denver. All right. All right. So we have to watch the end of this to get the answers. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Here come the answers. Yes. The first oh one, gosh. I think we got. They put some real effort into this graphic here yes it's spinning we have to wait wait for it it's not even a smooth spin so they did it by hand i didn't it's not like a generated they didn't do the, they didn't do it correctly imagine that <laughs> yeah wait when are we going to get the answers oh we can pause it right here oh okay okay so you no, no, look at number nine. Don't say it yet, but look at number nine. Oh, shut up. <laughs> oh, no. We're going down. Oh, yeah, we're going down. Okay, let's read them from the top. <laughs> okay, number one is Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky, Achy, Heart. Breaky Heart. We both we had that. that. Number two, look Crystal Gale. Don't. And what song did I say? The only song that I know from her. Don't It Make My Brown Eyes Blue. Okay, yes. so two to one, Jason. I don't even know why I'm keeping score at this point. <laughs> this next one we both got, Kenny Rogers. And yep. the next one, seriously. <laughs> Jenny C. Riley, Harper Valley PTA. Uh, I was pretty confident about that one. Okay, number five, Charlie Rich. I should have gotten that. The most beautiful yeah. girl. That doesn't didn't sound like that song. Well, I yeah, it didn't. Mm -mm. It certainly wasn't um 
Oh, I didn't even have a guess. Oh, it wasn't George Jones. No. And it wasn't was... Eddie Arnold. No. The next one is Bu- Billy Joe Spears, Blanket on the Ground. Is that Britney Spears' um, aunt or something like that? I wonder. And, like, Blanket on the Ground, do you know that song? I've never heard of that person or that song. It makes It reminds me of Pants on the Ground. <laughs> from the guy from American, American Idol. Idol. Pants yeah. on the ground, pants on the ground. Okay, number seven, Billy Swan. I nope. can help. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Lynn Anderson, not Brenda Lee, who sang Rose but, Garden. But Rose Garden. I got the yeah, title. Yeah, it was Rose Garden. And you know what? I believe I have done a jingle that Brenda Lee sang. <laughs> or maybe it was Peggy Lee. Is there a Peggy, Peggy Lee? Peggy Lee, maybe. Oh, yeah, there's a Peggy Lee. Let me look up Brenda Lee, because I want to know what she's saying. Because I, I want to know how terrible I messed this up. Okay. Brenda Lee. You don't get points for Rose Garden. I don't? Yeah, you can have them. <laughs> I got the song. It said song or artist. It did? Yeah. I thought it said country greats. Oh, there's no way I was coming up with Lynn Anderson or whatever. I can't even remember her name now. Thomas Anderson. She in the Matrix? Lynn Anderson, isn't she the one that was married to Burt Reynolds for quite I a while? No idea. I think I she, that was Sally Field. I think Lynn Anderson at some point was married to Burt Reynolds. That's more than I know. That's that's a good pull. If that is correct, I should get a point. I'll give you points for that. Uh wait. Yeah, Brenda Lee did I'm sorry and like rocking around the Christmas tree. I was way off. Okay. On that. All right. Well it did sort of sound no Rose Garden didn't Rose Garden kinda of sounds country. Yeah, that, oh, that's a country song. Um, I never promised you a rose garden is a country yes, song. Yes, it is. Number nine. Oh, my gosh. Um, the Sean Morrissey special. Yeah. Glenn Campbell, Rhinestone Cowboy. No, I guess I don't know anything about that song. I guess I don't know either because I know that song. Maybe I just know the chorus. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm thinking of now to what we heard, and I'm like, I can't even picture where in the song that part comes in. Yeah. And the last one, have you heard of Ray Stevens? Oh, yes. I have, too. And he he generally has, from what I remember of him, he had funny songs. Yeah, he's the joke. He's like parody song guy. He's like Weird Al. Yeah. He's country Weird Al. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I call my mom or, or you know, and I'll say, it's me again, Margaret. That is one of Ray <laughs> Stevens' songs. Yeah, he had, didn't he have one like called The Streak or something like that, too? Um, the, About a guy streaking. The Squirrel, The Day the Squirrel Went Berserk. You ever heard that one? <laughs> no, that one sounds like a. Was it a robot? It's squirrel a robot a squirrel tree? in a Christmas tree. Okay. I think it was the day the squirrel went berserk in the first self righteous church. <laughs> some oh some gosh. line like that. Okay, so we got Ray Stevens wrong. And the yeah, but song- Ray, Stevens, Ray Stevens was. I did know that he was actually like an actual serious. Did real songs before we did all those joke ones. But you know, like I didn't. you said, he's mostly known. He's mostly known for the jokes. Yeah. Stuff. I yeah. never would have. I never would have got that. No, but he is he is country. But that song didn't sound oh, yeah. country. And that song was called Misty. Yep. Which I've actually heard of I've heard that song before. So I should have gotten that one. But like listen, there's one, two That's it. Three Three, four, Glenn Campbell. Five, maybe five songs on five artists on here that I would I would even remotely consider country great. So Kenny but Rogers. Maybe I just don't know country. Kenny Rogers. And I think they've spelled his name wrong in this answer key. They did. Uh, Crystal Gale. Crystal Gale, I would consider country great. Charlie Rich, maybe? Charlie Rich. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. And who else? Maybe 
Ray Stevens, maybe, because he is, I mean, he's much, just like I would consider Weird Al great for what he does. Ray Stevens was great at what Mm -hmm, he did, so mm -hmm. I would would throw him in there, too. Uh, And I could be totally wrong, and the rest of these could be in the Country Hall of Fame, but, but like I said, I don't know country music. No, this is this was a, ten country greats is not how you should title this. It should be no, titled no, no, no. ten obscure or halfway obscure, maybe eight. One hit, one, this is more. This is more one hit country, one hit wonders than it is country greats. Yeah, except for a few of them. Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. Now we get to the points. Jason got four out of ten, which makes me more happy than it should. <laughs> <laughs> and I got two out of ten. But if we're giving me points for Lynn Anderson being married to Bar, um, Burt Reynolds, then I get three. Let's look that up. Okay. I mean, I still win. But. Yeah, you still win. Lynn Anderson. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh, she won on a Grammy. Did she? Yeah, according to this, according to Wikipedia. Let's see. Where's early life, music life, late music career, equestri- equestrian career? What? Okay, so this, I'm looking at her images. This is not the same Lynn Anderson. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Are you thinking Lonnie Anderson yes. that was like on WKRP in yes. Cincinnati? She was married to Bert, right? <laughs> yes. I get a point. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there she is. I looked oh, up Lonnie Anderson. That's yes. her. Yeah. Quite a different person. Definitely. <laughs> and that's where we ought to leave it. We'll just leave that right there. Yep. So I have a real thought this week. Okay. And this one falls under the I wonder if anyone else thinks this way category. That's totally a real thought, yeah. Definitely. So do you know at the end of the year, every year, and always at the Oscars, they do this in memoria or in memoriam. Yeah, and at Jingle Fest, you know. And at Jingle Fest, which I was going to give you props for that being the best in memoriam. What is it? In memoriam or in memoria? I think think in memoriam. I looked it up, actually. In in memoriam. memoriam. Okay, so I have it right. Um, It's not spelled right. Because when I titled the, when I put the title into that video, I wanted to make sure it didn't, you know belay how really dumb I am. So I've actually looked it up to make sure it's in memoriam. Okay. All right. That's what I thought. Okay. So in memoriam. So I do these at Oscars and presentations or wherever you've, Mm -hmm. you've seen it. Um, But it sort of bothered me. It's always bothered me that, you know, whomever is considered the biggest star seems to be at the longest screen time or the bigger picture or more applause from the audience spot or they get the last spot or the first spot. And Which Bill Simmons jokes and says that's the hammer, and like he thinks people should be able to wager on who gets the hammer every year at the Oscars. Oh, I've never heard that. Yeah, he he talks about that on the podcast on his podcast. Okay, you know I understand the reasoning behind doing these, and I like them, and I think they're important. It, yes, it, because some, me, sometimes I'm like, oh, I didn't realize even that person exactly. you know, passed away last year. Yeah, and I understand all that, but for me, it just sort of rubs me the lo- wrong way. Like it, it, it puts a higher value on some people's lives than others. And I'm wondering, yeah. am I just am I just wrong on this or does anybody else feel this way? Well I've always feel bad for the technical people, like the behind the scenes people that they put in there. Yeah. Because a lot of them people are like, I don't know who this is. 
Right. So, I mean. Or they'll put them in there and then they'll put underneath technical guru. And that's his title for life. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously some people, you know, have had a bigger. Literally for life. Yeah. (laughs) Had a bigger impact on our culture. So, you know, as a whole than others like Prince or Carrie Carrie Fisher. Um, Yes. But I just. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. I just wish that everyone. George Michael. Yeah, I just as I wish everyone would get equal time, equal respect. So I don't know. That's just what I thought. Like it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like okay, Prince got ten seconds, and this next person got two. Yeah, I think they should put the same amount of time. They should time it out because I mean it's it's edited video. They can literally time it down to the millisecond, right? And make sure it's the same amount of time for each person. Because I've noticed that some in the Oscars, especially, they'll put up like two people at once on the same screen, right? But then They'll other put up like people two, get like camera guys. But then other, the big namers get their own screen, one picture. Right. Yeah, and then the others are relegated to smaller pictures, or maybe sometimes more than two in one one screen. Right, and it, it and they always say you know hold your applause to the end or whatever, or that's understood that the people should do that. But people clap and cheer. People for clap. Whoever they yep. like. And uh, you, it's if it's a natural organic thing, I'm that's fine. Yeah. Yep. But you know, I think CBS Sunday this morning, which I should pretty much be their spokesperson by this point. Did they, did they do an in-memoriam? They did last week. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Um, of like just celebrity personalities or like news people or... They did all of them. And they did, a, you know, all the people obviously that passed away in 2016. Oh, okay. And they, they, they kind of gave a little lesson sporadically on or a little history of the person's life and what they did. And oh, that's cool. Some of it was prints, you know, some of it was people are aware of, and others were people that I'd never heard of, and this is what, what their contribution or which is they're well well known for. Mm-hmm. And it was a long segment, longer than, it seemed like it was two segments long without a commercial break. And I, I thought they did a good job. And at, at the end, I thought, you don't see this very often, I was really touched that they did. They mentioned all the people that lost their lives serving in our military this past year. That's really and cool. You, yeah. Usually they don't do that in those. Oh, no. And it was the last thing they mentioned in the segment, and I half expected them to list all those names running the running the credits, which I thought would be a nice touch. List all the people's names that had been yeah. killed in military duty, but they, they, yeah. they didn't, and obviously it probably would have taken minutes to do that. Um, but we, like I said before, we all know what the best in memoriam video is the TK jingle, <laughs> even live. And I think we'll, you know, we'll have to tweet that, tweet that um, video out. That thing out. still makes me laugh. It, it still, still makes me, me laugh too. Um, so that was my real thought this week. Cool. I don't really have any real thoughts. Yeah. About anything. Ever. So we talked about real thoughts, um, but do you have any like first world problem real thoughts? Maybe definitely. You know, we could do that in a segment called first world problems. Yeah, perfect, okay. perfect. And I have one that fits under this category because Excellent. this is about the post office, and many countries don't have a post office. Yes, true. So anyway, the week before Christmas, I head out to the post office to mail some holiday packages, mm-hmm. and I already know it's going to be packed in line. And I'm expecting that. Yeah. I'm also expecting that the workers to be a little bit crabby. 
because they always kind of are at my local post office. And I, so I was <laughs> expecting a long line and not so nice tellers or, or not so friendly customer service. Thank you. Um, but what happened, I found it to be kind of crazy. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to get these, I'm there early enough that I don't necessarily need to send these priority. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to make it by Christmas. So most of them I want to send just first class is fine with me. So I'm shipping packages to, and I wrote this down because I couldn't keep track in my head, (laughs) seven packages in total, Virginia, Georgia, Colorado, North Dakota, Montana, and Wisconsin. Wow. So she proceeds to give me the quotes for first class versus, versus priority, um, which is fine. I always like to Wait a know. Minute. Priority is better than first class? Yes. First class should be the top. It does sound like that, but first yeah. class is the same as ground. Is this like naming every size of the drink like something bigger and better? Grande, venti. Or- yeah, so that people don't know it, that, so people think, oh, it's like saying the platinum level, and that becomes the bottom level of it whatever service of. you're getting, and then you have like diamond and super super max platinum above that, or something like that. Well, you'd think first class would be the top, but first class is yes. I'm thinking first class is pretty much like what used to be called ground. Yeah, so this is what they're doing: is the United States Postal Service, the government, is marketing, is taking over this marketing speak and yes. way of doing things. Yes, because priority is two to three day, you know, priority mm-hmm. mail. Um, but I didn't care about priority mail really because I knew I was there. I planned ahead to get these yeah. things out. So anyway, I weigh, I even weighed them because I know there's a, there's a 13 ounce cutoff or something. I didn't know the cutoff, but I weighed. Well, you know more, a lot more about this than no, I No, I didn't learn that until I got there. So I weighed the oh. packages before I went. I figured out what they were going to cost. So let's just mm-hmm. say my calculation was $4 a piece on average. So she tells me I have to ship at least half of these. I have to ship them priority. Which is Wait more like seven or eight dollars a package. Oh, to make sure that to guarantee they would get there by Christmas. No, I'll tell you why. So when okay. when I start asking her why, she says it's because they only have one truck, and so the packages that go into the general region, like our general region, like North Dakota, Wisconsin, and Montana, need to be shipped priority so they can get on that truck. But the packages that Wait, go further out, like Virginia and Georgia. And Colorado, and even though I have some thought in my head that Montana is further away than Colorado, seems like it. But anyway, I digress. Colorado, they can be put on a plane, so they can be shipped first class. This is ridiculous. I know. So I asked her, "Well, what if I drive to the Twin Cities? Because I was going to go up there the next day anyway. (laughs) Surely they have more than one truck, right?" She says, "No, same thing." And then she says, "Unless they weigh under thirteen ounces, then they can be shipped first class anywhere." But if they're over 13 ounces, then, and going close by, and I put the words in quotes, close by, because Montana, North Dakota, and Wisconsin, um, then... Not exactly close by in my, you know, way of thinking. Right. Then they have to be shipped priority. This this sounds like a scam. It does. And so I had one package, 13.1 ounces, and she wasn't budging. <laughs> I, I'd never heard wow. of this. Wow. I, I did, I'd never heard of this either, and I... It seems like to me, if they only have one truck, that's not your problem. That's their exactly. problem. Exactly, and you that's know, their issue of they should give you the discounted rate to put it on that. They should give you the rate. It's like when you know, uh, if you buy an airplane ticket and they run out of coach seats and they overbook you, and they're like, "Well, we have first class seat available. We're going to give this to you for free. Right. We're going to give it to you for the same price." I've seen them do that before. Which has it, happened to me once with a yeah. sleeper car on Amtrak, and it was the best yeah. best Amtrak ride I ever took. 
That's awesome. But yeah, I knew about the weight thing. I knew that you pay, well, I guess I knew you pay more, obviously, for more weight, but I didn't know yeah, there was a cutoff. I didn't either. Um, but I had the same reaction. It's like, are you serious? Because you only have one truck, I have to pay more? That is crazy. And it just seems wrong. It's sort of like insurance, but not nearly as evil. But but still, I mean, the government's pretty evil too, honestly. So I'm just wondering if anybody else has ever had this happen to them. And I kept asking her to repeat her um, her rationale because I could not get it in my head. And she was getting more angry and the line behind me wasn't happy. But I just couldn't make sense of what she was trying to tell me. I'm like, so you're telling me I have to ship this uh, priority because you don't have a truck that goes to the plane, that goes to the place where they, I don't know. It was really weird. I That's was crazy. not happy, yeah. but no. <laughs> I I got over it quickly because I was, you know, shipping holiday packages, and that always makes me happy. <laughs> How about you? Well, I was certainly I was certainly happy that you shipped one to me. I appreciate that. Thank yours you. Yours was one. Yours was Georgia. Yes. And yours didn't. Yours could. Well, yours was a little bit different, so it ended up shipping a different way. But it wasn't because of the problems I laid out previously. It wasn't the post office, you know, no. scamming you. No. Right. So that was that's definitely a first world problem. Oh yeah. Do you have because, any? You know, uh, yeah, I actually have a short one. It's um, since I've had this abnormal brain MRI, whatever. Um, yes. I started wearing glasses every now and then, uh, and I've never had glasses for my entire life, and so I've been wearing them when I'm looking at computers or reading or doing most. And I've got like, these progressive lenses so that I can look down and kind of see a little bit further away. So I kind of wear them most of the time if I know I'm going to be working uh, a lot, uh, playing guitar or whatever. And I need to look at the fretboard, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my first world problem is I have lost these things like 15 times in three weeks. Ugh. And I cannot believe I would be terrible if I had to wear glasses full time, like to see. Like I know some people can't see to drive or do anything. You know, they can't. Everything is they can't even function without having glasses if their vision is bad. Yeah, I would be awful as a person with bad, a terrible, you know, if my vision was so bad where I required glasses to be able to see anything because it, I lose them all the time. Yeah. Pe- the people with glasses, and I'm not one of them um, yet, but I'm I, sure I will be. Uh, Cause I just turned 40, you know, and yeah. that 40 was the age my dad had to start using readers. So we'll see. That's about when it happens. Yeah. Early forties. And, and um, if, if I, if I was the, I, I guess you can hear the people right now. I can hear them saying, join the club, buddy. Yeah. I, I'm trying to sympathize with them and saying, I, I see yes. what you've gone through. And I see why people would have lasers shot into their eyes now, which I'm thinking, there's no way I would ever do that. And now I'm like, mm, uh, know, yeah. maybe that's not such a bad deal. The person to whom I'm related to by marriage had that done. And oh, really? is very happy with the results. Cool. I see. I, I don't think I could go through the clockwork orange process yeah. to do that. I would be afraid. I would I would be worried. Because they're shooting a laser into your eye. I know. Now, these glasses that you had, are they prescription or did you just go to the drugstore and buy the readers? No, they just told me to go to the drugstore and they told me the, the opto- optom, not the optometrist, I don't want to offend anybody, the ophthalmologist Okay. Uh, t- told me to go to, um, she told me where to go buy them and told me what, you know, cause the, you know like plus whatever, plus one, plus uh, 1.25. Uh-huh. Yep. She told me which ones to buy and she said, if you get these, then you can see, because you need like a, a one up close and then you need like a, something else a little bit further away. And she's like, if you get these progressive ones, you can... Um, you can basically wear them most of the time. And it actually helps because if on days when you know, the glare is getting to me and the, the brightness is getting to me, the um, which it hadn't been that much lately, thankfully, mm-hmm. um, but it cuts down on the glare, and I, which makes no sense to me because you would think that the glasses would cause more glare. 
but it's like it diffuses it sort of where like it almost gives it it like situates the glare where I can know where the glare is going to be versus just looking and just having the light glare hit me out of nowhere. Because that's been the worst part is like I I definitely don't like look up at the sky or like look at the sun or anything like that. Or I, I try to avoid like looking up at lights in the house and that's helped. I've just kind of gotten it's come habit. Sure. But like if I go outside and like the sun is bright and it reflects off like the asphalt, like, you know, you get little sparkly little pieces in the asphalt. Uh-huh. If that hits me, it's just like all, you know, suddenly it's like it's where I can't see for a few minutes. And I mean... Normally glare, glare is bad, but this is like, imagine, imagine like when you go outside, you know, when it's, you know, fresh snow and the sun hits it and it's like, wow, imagine that like never going away and just, it's that kind of, wow. every time you yeah. go outside, it's like super glare and it, it's hit me a few times like that. Some glasses have helped, but I mean. So they have help I, for that. That's good. Oh yeah. But I would be, I would be miserable if I would have ever had in my life had to wear glasses if I didn't have twenty twenty vision most of my life, I would have. I would have gone crazy losing glasses because it's been three weeks and I've been like, how do people keep up with these things? So certainly a first world problem. Definitely. Your glasses are my Burt's Bees chapstick. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, did yes. insurance cover these glasses? <laughs> no, they were $20. Okay. I didn't even try. I didn't even, I you, didn't even try. You knew better at this point. It, it, was, it wouldn't have been worth my time to try to figure out to get them how to pay for this thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather than pay the $18,000. That'd be better. Uh, I, I agree. Yeah. Speaking of Midwest bias, uh huh. What I'm gonna say now is pretty much the reason for creating this Midwest bias segment. Whenever we started this thing six months ago, mm-hmm. um. This is, was it that long ago? I think it was August. Okay. So sometime last week, Tony, on his podcast, Tony Kornheiser, mm-hmm. went on a mini rant, or maybe a full-fledged rant. I don't know. It was a mini rant. I call it a mini rant, but okay. about how he was sick and tired of young people. Like, when he, I say young, 19, 20-year-olds complaining that they've waited their whole lives to see a championship from their, their city's team. People have been complaining, really? I agree with him on that. Well, that's I, ridiculous. Well, let me. Uh, yeah, that's. I agree with him too. But he said, you know, I don't know if it's in reference for the, of the Cubs, like so the to the Cubs, so people that are nineteen or twenty. I've been waiting twenty years to see the Cubs, or what you know what the original irritant was for him that got this right. rant going. But then oddly, he said it was okay for his son, who is thirty, to feel <laughs> like he's waited his whole life for a championship. As if 30 so like is like the magic number. Yeah. yeah. 30 is like the magic cutoff number for being considered well, at, old at 40, enough. You're a man. At 40, you're a man. At 30, you're considered old enough to, you know. To have suffered enough. Yes. For but, your sports team. Because his son was only five when the Redskins won the Super Bowl last. Hmm. But anyway, he then began lamenting about. That seems like more than that long ago, honestly. Yeah, he was five. It seems like more than 25 years ago. I think it was 20. Yeah, 25 years ago. That would be the correct math. Good job. Yeah, thanks. But anyway, he then started lamenting about... You think Danica McKellar would appreciate that? I do. Definitely okay. do. All right, sorry. He, he just started talking about how bad each Washington team is. You know, the Caps, they always choke. The Nats can't get <laughs> yeah. past the first round. The Redskins nope. haven't won for 25 years. The Wizards are, well, yeah, label A. The Wizards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so then he said, and I quote, because I wrote this part down because I was in my car yelling because uh, I was listening to it in my car through my Bluetooth okay. technology, and I was yelling the answer. 
He says, name another city with the four major sports, NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL, that have a longer drought than us, or something like that. I guess it's not a direct quote. I remember the first part. He definitely wanted it to be a major city with, or a city with the four major sports. Mm -hmm. I'm screaming Minnesota. So to me, this is a prime example of East Coast bias. Oh, yeah. Or maybe it's just a Tony bias who coincidentally lives on the East Coast. Yeah, that's East Coast bias. Uh, that's um, because when did the when's the last time the Braves? When's that one year they won the World Series? I don't that's know. That's been close to twenty five years ago. Well, they must have. It was won, the early mid nineties. They must either not have a four sport. No, no, they have four. They have four. They okay. Have four. Well, here's your Midwest bias for the week. The answer is okay. Minnesota. Okay, <laughs> the longest drought in a city with all four major sports is Minneapolis St. Paul. Was that 1991? The Twins won the World Series in 91. There hasn't okay. been one since. So the, yeah, Min- the Braves won after that. The Minnesota North Stars are now the Minnesota Wild. They have never won the Stanley Cup. The Timberwolves, they rarely even make the playoffs. Yeah. And there, there hasn't been any type of NBA success since like when the, they were the Lakers, the Minneapolis True. Lakers. And mm-hmm. the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl. So eat it, Kornheiser. <laughs> They're not this year either, yeah. Yeah, and close second to that, South, Southern, you know, Dirty South bias, mm-hmm. by the way. Dirty South bias, um, I like it. Yeah. Um, the Braves, whenever they won the World Series last, that was the last Atlanta team, and Atlanta has all four. So when did the Braves win? 93, 4, 5, 6, something so like that. So Atlanta is close. But yeah, and it was it was one of those. It, they I think they beat the Yankees, or you know, they went to the World Series several times. With, yes, you know, it was when they, they did. Had they Maddox had... and Smoltz and Glavin yep, yep. and Chipper Jones and all that. I think Chipper Jones, but yes, they had Chipper the, Jones. The, basically they were known for the pitching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they only won one. David Justice was like the MVP or something like that. Um, Is that all they won? One, one. They won one with that team, all and right. that's the last. I mean, because the Falcons have never won. No, and. Um, Hawks. What's the name of the hockey? The Hawks. Atlanta Hawks have never won anything. What's the freaking hockey team? Atlanta. I don't know. I don't even know what the name of the team is. <laughs> well, they can't yeah. be do that well. I thought yeah. you. I, need, I don't know I if you have a hockey team. <laughs> I swear that they have a hockey team. I think they do because I always think, why do places like Phoenix and Atlanta have hockey and Florida? It's too hot. Who cares about hockey when it's hot out? Yeah, the Atlanta Thrashers. Yeah. Thrashers. Okay. Yeah. Well, they haven't thrashed anybody lately. No, they usually get thrashed. So 1997, there you have it. I'm 1997 talking 1991. Yeah. So it's not, and, and I bet you there's other places that aren't that far off either. No, but he, he's, he's adamant that it's Washington. And thankfully, two of my fellow Minnesotans, yeah, emailed him the next day <laughs> and said, you're an idiot. Nice. About the fact that, no, it's, it's Minnesota. Now, Minnesota, the Minnesota Lynx have won recently, but they are nowhere near the top four major sports. Nobody cares oh, no. about the WNBA. I'm sorry, no, but they unfortunately, don't. No. No. And so that was Tony's challenge. Name me of and name me, you know, the four a city in the with the four major sports that I'm thinking. Oh my god. So anyway, <laughs> it's Minnesota. Now, if you're talking pure droughts, it's another Midwest bias. It's the Cleveland Indians, I believe. Yeah, 50, now. 50 some years. Yeah, now since the Cubs. So anyway, eat it, Kornheiser. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, Bra- Atlanta Braves won the World Series in 1995. 95. Okay, so, so they're close. Yeah, but yeah, so not only a few years. Out, so yeah, it's, there's two 
in the Redskins one in what, 91? Is that what it was? 92? I think it's 92. So, so yeah. They're, they're close. They're right behind, yeah. but they are not the oldest. No. So there you have it. That is yeah, I agree. Midwest Amy. bias. <laughs> okay. That is my Midwest bias for the week. We've got no qualification, so here's our recommendations. Okay, you know how we mentioned um, that we, we got that 30-day free trial of HBO Go? On New Year's Eve. Mm, that was a while ago. Um, was that this podcast? Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Good point, though. <laughs> well, one of the things that we watched on this binge of HBO is the movie Straight Outta Compton. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? I have not, but that is on my list of definite ones to watch in my 30-day trial of HBO. <laughs> oh, you definitely have to list. see it. Yeah, I definitely want to see it. Um, it was really good. And the, the resemblance to the actual real-life people is mm-hmm. remarkable. Well, it's Ice Cube's son, I think. Well, I, I, that's what I was going to say. Specifically, sure. the guy that played Ice Cube. I did mm-hmm. not know until after we watched it and I looked it up that that was Ice Cube's son. Yep. But I kept looking at him. I'm like, geez, they did a good job of finding an actor. Yeah, I saw it in the previews and I was like, it looks exactly like Ice Cube did in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, so for those that don't know, this is this is the film that depicts um, the gangster rap group NWA. Mm-hmm. And I think that Straight Outta Compton was the name of one of their albums back in There's the late the song, 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and the name of a song too. Okay, and that's the one that Scott, Scott Lynn, Straight Outta Scott Lynn, Jingle. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, And I, it fil- the, the film, I think, focused mostly on, was there more members than Easy e Ice Cube, and Dr. Dre? Yeah, MC Ren. MC Ren, yeah, and DJ mm-hmm. Yella, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So they were in it too. Um, and yes, that's where I found out that Ice Cube's son was played by, I mean, Ice Cube's son played Ice Cube. Yeah, in the movie, yeah. And I just think, you know, I'm not a huge gangster rap fan by any means. I did know some of their stuff, but, and I don't think you need to be to see this movie. In fact, I think it shouldn't play a role at all. It it deals cool. with race relations, the Los Angeles police brutality. You know, it was happening during the Rodney King beating. And because that all was going on, and really, at least I think the film suggests that this is this is why NWA kind of formed and, and made their, their music was sort of inspired by what was happening in their own neighborhoods. At least yeah. that's how I sort of got, that's what I got from the movie. Yeah, and they, um, I listened to NWA in, in like 1991, so... And before that, when they when the when the first when the first album came out in the I think it was eighty nine or ninety, um, I listened. I remember hearing that and going, "Wow, this is different. This is it." Definitely, was I haven't different. heard anything like this before. Yeah, yeah. And so it was really good. It's long, so prepare yourself. I think it was like two and a half hours. Cool. I definitely want to see it though. And I've heard that Dr. Dre actually, um, he was one of the producers. I think on this. Yeah, I think. Uh, let me look it up. He cause... had something to do with it, the creation of it, and so it's kind of. I'm going into it. I know the stories about all that happened, and I read all about it, and I remember hearing about it even you know when it was happening mm-hmm. in the early mid '90s when they were splitting up and everything. But um, uh, I'm going into it with the mode of okay, this is going to be slanted a little bit towards Dr. Dre and somewhat uh, you know in Ice Cube's direction, sure, on their side of things. And I've heard because I've read some reviews about this movie, and it's kind of why I've held off seeing it um, is because I've said basically. Um, it slants away from Easy a little bit, and he was 
he was really, I mean, from what I remember when I was, you know, during that time when all this was happening, he was like the biggest star yeah. in NWA. He was like the most well-known. He was the one that everybody wanted to, you know, be like and sound like and in rap like and that. Um, yeah, and you do get that from the movie. and there, But there cool. is definitely some, there is some slanting. It doesn't make him look really good, easy E, but then by the end yeah. it does. So, good, okay. But I'm looking at it right now, yes. Um, members of NWA were involved in making the film. Ice Cube and Dr. Dre were among its producers, as was Easy es widow, Tamika <laughs> Woods-Wright. So, um, and Paul Giamatti played their NWA's manager, Jerry Heller, which yep. I did read that he sued them for defamation, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I've read about that, too. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was really good. Awesome. Um, how I, about I, you? I definitely want to watch it. Do you have um, any recommendations? I would recommend, yeah, I would recommend, and this was on HBO Go Now. I can't remember which one is which. Which one is the streaming only one? HBO Now? I think HBO it's called Go? HBO Go, but it could be right. HBO Go Now. Okay. Maybe. I think it's I HBO Go. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, another streaming one that I cannot believe we haven't talked about before uh, is Sherlock on Netflix. Oh, Yeah. We should have talked about that. This should have been yes. at the very first recommendations we ever yes, did. Yes, it's the best show that you can access right now. It's it's the best show that streaming anywhere. You need to go watch this if you're at all interested in any sort of mystery or anything, um, anything remotely related to Sherlock Holmes or you know Benedict Cumberbatch or what's his name Frodo Bilbo Baggins, whatever his name is. Yeah, the um, guy from Fargo. Um... He was in the original off the British version of The Office. He played Jim's ver- yes. part in the original version of The Office. Um, I can't believe I keep uh, thinking Martin something. Mar- yeah, um, Martin Freeman, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sounds right. But he's he's great in it, and Cumberbatch is great as Sherlock Holmes. It's the way that they film it, and the way that it's shot, and the way that it's edited together is really, really, really cool. And I each each episode it's only like three episodes in a season. Um, and, but each episode is like an hour and a half. So it's basically like yes. three movies yep. uh, per series, per season. And um, I think it's three seasons on Netflix now. And the fourth one just started, in America at least, on PBS at uh, the beginning of the year. So um, I haven't seen that one yet. So I'm just kind of holding it off until I got an hour and a half to sit down and really drink it in. Because it's it's one of those where you need to pay attention, but it's totally rewarding to pay attention to watch what they're doing. It's awesome. Yeah, I've seen all the seasons. And until... You, I didn't know that the new season started, so I'm going to watch that right away. It yeah. is, it is one of those stop whatever you're watching and watch this. Although, because of HBO 30 days, I may have to wait until my 30 days are up. And because <laughs> I think I can get, I think that show is on PBS. Yes. So I think there's an it app definitely for has PBS. On PBS where I am. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So definitely, I'm all on, all in on Sherlock, and I think everybody should watch Sherlock. Yeah, it's great. It's re- it's really great. And some of them are better than others. There's one that's kind of almost like a horror movie, kind of scary, spooky. But most of them are just mystery oriented and, and and far far better than the Robert Downey Jr. Um, movies, the Sherlock, Sherlock movies. movies. Yep. Um, I think far better than even though I've only seen about thirty seconds of the uh, Lucy Liu TV show that's supposed to be good. Yes, that's what I was going to ask um, you if you'd seen that. Is what's that called? Elementary. Elementary. Yep. Yeah. I, I have not I, seen that. I've seen maybe like a minute of that in the intro, like at the beginning of one of them, because I was just like, what is this? And before I realized what it was, um, having not even seen that, I'm going to say this is a lot better than that. Well, <laughs> the, I, the I agree. The BBC version of Sherlock is, it's incredible. It's, it is literally probably the best show that you can have get access to right now, the best new show. 
I agree. It's really good. And Benedict Cumberbatch is excellent. Yes. Very good. Ah, uh, yeah. Casting. Yep, definitely. Watch it. Yes. Stop whatever else you're watching, whatever else streaming you're watching on Netflix or whatever, and watch at least the first one and see if you like it. And oh, and speaking of recommendations, a while yeah. back you recommended um, Zero Seven, the album. Yes. Simple Things, I think it was called. Simple Things, When It Falls. Um, they got a few more. Well, I listened to Simple Things this morning, mm-hmm. and it was really good. I would recommend it. Now, I didn't listen cool. to it. Um, I did. I listened to it in a get things done around the house what kind of way where I'm not really yeah, focusing it's good for on that it. Too. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, it is because it's nice and relaxing, but you could tell, yes. yeah, it was good. I would now that I've actually gone back and done a recommendation that you had, I would second it. <laughs> cool. That's that's good. <laughs> is that, that's a double recommendation. Double. Yep. Recommendation squared. Hey, how's it going? We hope you've been enjoying the podcast thus far, and we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents or visit our website at speakingoftangents.com. It has all the relevant links and information there. If you haven't been enjoying our podcast, we're sorry. Please let us know on our Snapchat account. Thanks. Do we have any feedback for this week? Uh, we've been gone a while, so um, I'm hoping we have at least a little bit. Oh, yeah, we have, we have quite a bit. Um, I'll, I'll just take a few because, you know, we're, I think we're past the two-hour mark now. Oh, certainly. Yeah, we cannot continue to push this. <laughs> um, well, we can, we just shouldn't. Yeah, right. Uh, so Luke... O- There's only so many toilets to clean and so many treadmills to run. Exactly. Um, but Luke Overby sent us, um, so at, at Luke Overby, mm-hmm. um, L-U. Lyle or what, Lou or Lyle Lou, Overby. Lou, yeah. Lou, Lou and Lyle, okay. Yeah. He, um, we had mentioned a few episodes back that Luke was going to be our, our stat man. And yes. he asked us, can I be a stat man if I'm not yet 40? Which I thought <laughs> good, was good really point. funny. That's funny, yeah. Um, and I think you tweeted him, stat, didn't you say, good point, it should be stat young man, maybe? Yeah, stat young man, yeah. <laughs> I like that, too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple weeks back now, we talked about, I was talking about my Amazon survey that I did and how I had to pick the three best shows Oh, yes, you're an elite Amazon viewer. Yes. So John Miller at JKM563 Twitter, Mm -hmm. he tweeted us, Cheers, Law & Order, and MASH. Oh, for his shows, For his shows. um, Those are good ones. Yeah, I didn't watch much MASH. It was just a little bit before my time. It's really good, really great at mixing comedy and very serious. That's what I've drama. heard about it. And and someone on December thirty first passed mm-hmm. away who was uh, uh played somebody in Mash. Yeah, he played Father Mulcahy. Yeah, um, Christopher. His, he had like two. He he had his last name was also like a common first name, Christopher. Oh yeah, Martin. Christopher was either his first name or his last name. I can't remember. Wasn't it which Martin? is sad that I remember the character name. Maybe might have been Martin. Okay. No, not Chris Martin. Chris Martin's the guy that sings for Coldplay. Yeah, he yeah. And that his name? That is his name, Chris Martin. Yeah. And and then he said, "Jason, hope you are okay." Because yep. this was must have been after good. the um, update on. Mm-hmm. And then he asked me, "How can we hear your ukulele album?" Yes. And I had to. I have to look that up. I think. Well, can I take this? Yeah, go ahead. You play it, and then you listen to it with your ears. 
Good point. That's how you hear it. Okay. Good point. Yeah, that's but, but you could tell him where they can get Yes. To, yeah, okay. And uh, we can tweet it out, but it it's on SoundCloud. You can also go mm-hmm. to my Twitter at Buffalo underscore Alice, and I think it's it's in the um, you know how you can put a website there. I think it's in the link. Yeah, it's in the bio. It's yeah. in the bio. Yeah. yeah and cool. I think my name on SoundCloud is KJO. Makes sense. So anyway, thank you for inquiring. Thank you for the feedback. Um. And by the way, his shows, Law and Order, Cheers and Mash, well yeah, known yes. is great. Law and Order, very underrated, I think. That's one of my favorite shows too. I don't know if I'd put it top three, but definitely doesn't get, I don't think, the credit that it does. This is original old school law and order. None of this SUV right. or, you know, SUV. victims, whatever, or, you know, you know, no, criminal. None of there's, these. there's like four or five criminal intent. There's like six or seven of them now. The original law and order that was canceled unfortunately, a few years ago, is one of the best shows that's ever been on TV. I mean, especially those first, like, 10 or 15 seasons were great. Yeah, it was. And, and you know, most actors got there. If you look back at actors, they <laughs> yes, are New, all from New, Law New York-based actors, yeah. 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 <laughs> and, you know, the guy that did that Kickstarter, Kickstarter campaign, he definitely yes, Orbach, he yeah. definitely understood the Law & Order and how great yeah, it was. he had the Jerry Orbach car. Yeah, yes, I, I remember that. Yes, he did. That was so stupid. We need to check back in on that at some point to see if it actually made <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we should. It's been over for a month or two now. Yeah. Okay, so we got an email from at speaking of po- speaking of tangents podcast at gmail dot com. Okay. And this is from Robert, and I don't even want to pronounce his last name. Per- oh, okay. S Z Skolnicki Zolnicki something like that. He's the prolific jingle lyric writer. Yes, and he's yes. he lives in Winnipeg, Canada. I've done several jingles with him, actually. Me too. Um, and he wrote, he sent us an email and wrote down some jingle lyrics as he was listening to episode oh. 18. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he said, take care, Jason. And he wished us both a Merry Christmas. And then he said, it's 20 below in Winnipeg as I write this. Uh huh. And he said, when you add in the wind into the, when you add the wind into the weather equation, our overnight low will be f- minus 41. That's cold. And he said, that's a magic number when Celsius and Fahrenheit overlap. <laughs> yeah. That's cold. Yeah, it's cold. And then he told me, he later he said later, he sent a follow-up email. He had never heard of the term freeze baby, which is what I called myself because I mm-hmm. get cold easily. He said it was always sort of cold cold hands, warm heart type of remark, which I've heard a lot. Yes, that one I've heard. And then he said, having said that, I live in a place where we drink 7-Eleven Slurpees all year round. And I think he sent an article that, that pronounced... His city, Winnipeg, is the Slurpee capital of the world. <laughs> really? See, I would think it would be different, but since in that cold, in that like a slush, like ice. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like to eat cold things in the winter. No. But anyway, he wrote us some cool lyrics, and and um, at some, you know, the this one was for Freeze Baby, so he wrote one for me about Freeze Baby, and yeah. and he wrote one for Jason, sort of about your insurance stuff. Uh huh. And to, to the one of, songs, one of my favorite songs, actually, "Tempted" by, by Squeeze. Squeeze. Yes, yeah. which is incredibly underrated and left out when you talk about great stuff from the eighties. Great songs from the eighties. That's a really, really great song, and it's one of those where I even I forget as much as I love it. I forget, and I go back and listen to it because I, I listened to it many, many times since he sent these lyrics in and reminded me of that song. That how great that song is, and I forget every time too. So I, it's, it's, I don't know why it's. Why I don't know why people miss that one so often, but it's it's really one of the great songs of the '80s to me. And I 
didn't recognize it by title, so I went and listened to it too, and I totally remembered it and agreed mm-hmm. that it's really great. Yeah, so everyone should. Uh, that's another recommendation. Go listen to that. It's on YouTube and probably every other streaming service out there. Yes, tempted by squeeze. Yes. So thank you, Robert. Yes, definitely, Robert. Thank you. Um, and then you have a SoundCloud one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The the, the famous SoundCloud feedback. Yes. Which speaking of that, we talked about the Ringer earlier. I read. A, I didn't read the actual article, but I read a headline of an article that was tweeted from the Ringer about how you know how we all kind of generally generally know that comments on the internet are pretty much garbage most of the time, yes. especially like YouTube and you know even Reddit is getting that way now. Uh-huh. But like they they were trying to make the case that SoundCloud comments are the one place on the internet where you get valuable feedback and it's important and you shouldn't ignore these and you should read all the comments. Well, uh-huh. here's some feedback that we got on SoundCloud. Yeah. Charming and aggressive at the same time. Don't be scared. I know you will like me. <laughs> um, Did this person have a name? Um, no, but there was a link that I am not, not clicking click. that have since deleted. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. So uh, that I, I'm not sure how much faith I put in that Ringer article about how SoundCloud comments are important. Yeah, charming, charming and aggressive at the same time. I like that. Don't be yeah, scared. And they had an emoticon. Yes. An old school emoticon with like the colon and like the P, which I guess is supposed to be sticking their tongue out. Oh, it is. I've never used yeah. that emoticon. That, that's the play, That's the I'm being playful. Okay. You, yeah. So so don't be scared. I know you will like me. Uh, I do. That's that's like serial killer talk to me right there. <laughs> well, you know it what? It makes me more scared that they said that. And sound those that we have had. Many, not many, but the several SoundClouds that we've had are all in this sort of tone. Yes. So I see yes. what you're saying that in that ringer may not be correct on that one. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm not buying into that quite yet. Yeah. No. And speaking of feedback, we always yes. also do Amazon reviews. Do you Amazon have any? reviews. Yeah. I thought since, you know, um, I think it was last week or week before last, you talked about the guys play in the D&D or Stormtrooper role-playing yes, yes. game in the library. Yep. Um, I thought that we would look at um, polyhedral dice. Okay. <laughs> which is, you know, necessary. You know, like 20-sided, 10-sided, 12-sided, 6, 4, you know. Yes. It, I, necessary to play these games. I do remember the 20-sided dice that we used. For, I think it was Dungeons & Dragons when I played. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of, a lot of the games... A lot of these role-playing games use similar. It's the way they, you know, determine. It's they put the random chance into the game that way. Um, so okay, so there are more than one kind of these dice. Oh my gosh! If you go on Amazon and search for die, like twenty-sided die or polyhedral dice, I mean they're polyhedral because it's multiple-sided, uh-huh. you know, multiple, yep. you know, shapes, um, sets, or just polyhedral dice. It'll come up with you know an unending list of different ones you can buy. So apparently it's like become like a flavor thing to bring your own dice to a game, which I'm going to be up front and say, you know, I played Dungeons and Dragons when I was, you know, 10 years old. Mm-hmm, I've too. even played with my my son who's 10 last year. We started playing and we, it was just he and I, but we're kind of playing a little bit back and forth. And, you know, it's it's a good imaginative, good way to pretend. And, you know, he likes dragons and, you know, stories about all that kind of stuff. He reads his books. Um so I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of these people. Mm-hmm. I it's it's the same way with the dog dog 
what was it, the dog treats or the, the dog treats or the smiling dogs or the talking yeah, the, dogs? Or... It's the same way. It's people that take it too far <laughs> that makes me go, come on. Yeah. Really? Yep. So uh, I, I am as much of a nerd as most of these people. Well, no, I take that back. We, I, <laughs> but I, I, I can be a nerd. It's I'm not trying to make fun of nerds. And if anybody out there who does this stuff, I'm trying to say, don't take anything this serious. Okay, please. Okay. So with that disclaimer, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, I'm even wearing my glasses now as I do this, so oh. it makes me feel smarter and more nerdy at the same time. Okay. Not that not that glasses are nerdy, but you know, they sort of are. They're, they um, are um, sophisticated. They make you look sophisticated. Yeah, you know, like Danica McKellar yeah, wearing Winnie glasses, Cooper, yeah. talking about math. That's yeah. that's not bad. <laughs> Polyhedral dice. Hey. Uh, these are polyhedral seven die Gemini Chessex dice set, blue steel with white. Okay, and the cost. Seven dollars. Okay. Six ninety nine. I like. They are sexy dice. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't necessarily call them sexy, but um, did the same person my- call them charming and aggressive at the same time? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> but they did end it with either way. I like them. Okay. So it could be the same person. It could be possible. Okay. Uh, the next one. My friends were jealous of how awesome they were. <laughs> We played D&D for about six hours, and they all tried to roll my set. I sure as hell didn't let them touch my beautiful set with their greasy pizza fingers. <laughs> Pretty nice set, but found some larger sets for a lot more. I should have shopped around a bit before I bit the bullet. Okay. Which, um, okay. I'm not sure buying which, trying to decide what dice you're buying for your role-playing game is biting the bullet. Well, but I thought it was, I thought it, this is a confusing review because he went on yes, and on about how about great it was. And then he said, well, yeah. I, I guess I'm not that happy with it. I should have shopped around. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that seems to be the theme of these, that these people can't make up their mind whether they like these or not. Okay. Uh, here's one. This particular set, however, gets a one star on rolling. I've rolled a record number of dread botches with this set's D20, and it's appalling. Okay, you need to tell me what dread botches are. Do you know? It's when you roll a one in a multiplayer. It's in a role playing game. It's called a dread botch. It's called a botch. I think he's dread, like saying dreaded. Dreaded. Oh, okay. I think he, I think he means dreaded, but he said dread. The dreaded yeah. dread botch. Yeah, the dreaded botch. It's like when you roll a one, and it's something. Depending on who's running the game, they could say, "Oh, they could make up some, you know, higher consequence for rolling a one versus if you rolled a two. It's like if you're trying to attack something and you roll a one. You could like stab yourself with a sword, I guess, or something like that. With cocktail forks. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the dreaded botch. I learned something yeah. else new today. Well, I'm woke. So- I'm woke to the dreaded botch. <laughs> <laughs> there's the title right there. Yeah. <laughs> so here's some more. Here's some more um, role playing lingo for you. You're gonna love this one. Okay. These are my DM and bones. Many a fighter, rogue, cleric, and mage have met their demise, staring point blank down the barrel of my D20. TPK don't mean nothing to me. Roll a better character next time. Maybe if you use Chessex dice, your character wouldn't be dead. <laughs> I have so like... many questions about that one. <laughs> what? This is like the gangster rap of, of Dungeons and Dragons. I yeah I the first sentence I I was okay to re- uh-huh. read it again the first sentence These are my DMing bones. Okay. DMing means dungeon master or Okay. Now bones yeah, as far as I'm concerned are dominoes not dice. 
Am I wrong? Yeah, but he's he's referring. Yeah, you're right. But he's he's calling them bones. I've heard I've heard people call dice bones. Okay, before. so these are my DM and bones. Next line. Yes. So basically, what he's saying is he uses to roll these when he's playing when he's running the game. Okay, he's the master, the dungeon against master against the players. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. And then he went on about mages and other things that I can't. Yeah, which are basically character classes in the game. And then he. But he says they they met their demise staring down the barrel of his D twenty, which is the D twenty the twenty sided die the. Iconohedron is, I, I think it's what it's called, Icono or Isohedron or something like that. Okay. That's the one that is the um, most likely used to roll to determine what happens, like if you hit, if you die or live or that kind of stuff, I think. Used to be. And this is old. This is me basing all this on my old school 1980s Dungeons & Dragons knowledge. So the D20 is the term for these dice or die. Yeah, it's, it's a 20-sided dice. These bones. Yeah, 20-sided die. Mm-hmm. And TPK don't mean nothing to me is the next sentence. Okay, so I was thinking about TPK in the context uh-huh. of like SMH shaking my head. Yeah, that's exactly. It's an initialization. To See if you can figure TPK. out what it is. Okay, read the rest of the sentence. TPK don't mean nothing to me. And consider that he's the, he's kind of playing against the players, sort of. Okay, so he, TPK don't mean nothing to me. You're never going to get this. Two. Nope. Um. That <laughs> nope. That punk kid don't mean nothing yeah. to me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's that. It could mean that. I don't think um, I'm gonna I, get it. I think what he means is total party kill. Oh. Which is a phrase used when the the entire party of player characters dies and the game is over. You do. You you, you do seem to have a lot of this lingo down. I played a lot when I was in. You know. Eight, nine, ten years old. So did I, we, but I don't rarely, remember much of anything about it. We rarely, we rarely got past the building the character phase. We we would spend an hour building a character, and then be like, uh, and when it was time to actually play the game, we'd be like, let's go outside and do something else. So <laughs> I played more sports than I did this, but I, I did do this a fair amount. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the rest of it is self-explanatory. Roll a better character next time. Maybe if you use these type of dice, your character wouldn't be dead. He's He's taunting the player character, saying, because of these dice that he owns, yeah, that's that makes him better at the game. So, which is dumb. Okay, okay. So I also think it's dumb to say roll a better character next time, but maybe I don't understand the game. Can do you have control over what yeah. character you roll? Mm-hmm. You roll the dice to determine your character stats. Okay, but you have to be an expert roller. Is there, it's all total luck. That's it's what I'm saying. Yeah, random right. Number generation. It's basically. random yeah. numbers. So what? I, yes. How can he say no roll a better character like the person has any control over that? They don't. Okay, then that's moronic. Of course. Okay. All right. <laughs> saying these DM and bones and TPK don't mean nothing to me is also moronic. Yeah, I know. No person says that in real life. I know, but then he said roll a better character next time, which to me is like taunting, but not the right kind of taunting because no. the person has no control over it. Exactly. Okay. All right. Exactly. I just wanted to make sure I understood. I could have been. It's sort of like missing. fantasy football. It's like taunting somebody in fantasy football. Yes. Yeah. So take that for what it is. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> the next one is these are bad dice. <laughs> I did a salt water test to see if they are weighted, and the D twenty consistently favored the nineteen side. Only buy these if you like to crit on nineteens. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Cred. Oh, crit. C R I T. Is this gonna? Is this another? Crit. Jason explains the role playing. Yes, game. crit. What's that mean? If you crit, like to land on it, crit. Crit means it's short for critical. Oh, like it's like ship hit. and worship. Yeah, sort of. 
and just about as dumb. Critical hit means you die. get like double damage. No, oh. no, no, no. Oh. You like do double damage or like certain weapons have different mod mod modifiers for uh critical hits. So and what he's saying is basically nineteen this is, dice yeah. favors the nineteen. And so sometimes in some games you can have a critical roll be a nineteen, but sometimes it's only a twenty. So if you This is very inside role playing games. It definitely right is. This is yeah. in this is illuminating. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep going. Okay. This next guy. I bought three packs. Every D20 in the box, the most important to be balanced, was completely off balance. Two of them favoring a one. I tested these in the saltwater trick, and invariably they landed on ones. Which, I'm going to be honest with you, I have no idea what they're talking about with the saltwater trick. So that is even beyond me. That is... But these guys are going above and beyond taking this. They're going to the saltwater. Yeah. This next guy says, they fit the statistical model perfectly. Alpha equals .025. Which... Okay, I I know what that means. Yeah, I'm into math, and I like that, and this is too nerdy for me. Yeah. You think Danica McKellar is going to hang out with these people? Heck no. No, she's not. Although she could explain everything could, to them. Yeah, oh, I, I, obviously, yeah. Um, this, <laughs> this next guy. I'm an old gamer, but, need to, but needed an aid to help teach about probability. Which, that's great. That's math. They worked perfectly, and I got my no-nonsense wife to roll these things and start learning math again. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. What in the world does that mean? I don't know, but that's awesome. <laughs> that seems like an insult. It does. No nonsense. no nonsense. No nonsense. I would think that she would be into math because math is a very logical, non no nonsense kind of deal. So, Most people who are no nonsense if, are into math. If you take that literally, yes. But if what I think he's trying to say is that his wife, because she, so math in his world may be considered sort of boring. She doesn't care about it. Oh. And so he is saying that even my wife, who doesn't have any taste whatsoever, yeah. is interested it's in insulting. this now because I, she's finding it fun. Like, yeah. I think he means instead of no nonsense, he means... Um, boring? Boring or or someone that... Unadventurous? Unadventurous in what he finds adventuresome, yes. Not interested in me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those things, but not no nonsense. She's got no nonsense. She's got a no she nonsense. She got time for his nonsense. Exactly, exactly. She's yeah. got a no nonsense attitude when it comes to him and his polyhedral, po- polyhedral, polyhedral dice, the d twenties, and my bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems like that um, they might be having some problems. Yes, it does. Uh, and, and once again, the Amazon reviews are a psychological window into um, relationship issues. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, um, the next one, the kids love these. He's a total D&D nerdy. <laughs> Which? <laughs> who is he? Talking about her kid. It's a woman. who It must be his mom. Oh, okay. The kids love these. but then The kid is a nerdy. Yeah. The kid. The kids are a nerdy? The, so, yep. Okay. Uh, nerdy. All right. There's like all kind of tense she's mixing. She is. I think she just forgot the the rest of the sentence. Is a nerdy what? Here's another one that I might need you to explain to me. (laughs) Um, Good luck with that. Our our D&D companion loves them. Easy to read, stylish. Arrived in plenty of time for our next session. Uh, (laughs) What is a D... What? Is this like... D&D? I know that's usually Dungeons and Dragons. Is this something else is like S and S and M, or is this they their dog likes to play Dungeons and Dragons? 
Yeah, the companion and in time for our next session kind of. Yeah, what session makes me think we might be talking about S&M. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh Uh-huh. We're going to move right on past that one. Here's one. I bought these dice as a Christmas gift for one of my players. Must be somebody that plays a game with them. Um, He is playing a coal-based Elardern sword mage. The blue ice design fits perfectly. He loves them and doesn't use any other dice. Oh gosh, I mean, this makes no sense to me. It's get, it gets worse. No, I mean the the actual review doesn't make sense to me, but the fact that the color of the dice should have any I, I don't know, it's kind of weird. I don't Yeah, I don't here's get another it. one. Blue steel with white. Semicolon, which you don't see a semicolon very often in these Amazon reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Blue steel with white. Semicolon. A wonderful set of gaming dice to march the ice in your veins when dispatching your character's enemies. That makes no sense. No, it doesn't. To march the ice in your veins? <laughs> what does that mean? I think it, I think they meant to say match. Like oh. it's blue. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it doesn't make any sense either way. Okay, to match does make more sense. So he's saying he's basically a badass. Yeah. And he's got ice in his veins. I got dice to match the ice in my veins when I'm rolling my D20s to crit you. To crit you. Here's what. Whenever I use blue steel, I always crit my charisma checks. <laughs> okay, crit crit my charisma checks. See if you can guess um, what that means okay. in normal human speak. Read that I again. Know what it means. Whenever I use blue steel, I always crit my charisma checks. Crit my charisma checks. Now you told me crit meant like critical, like kill. Critical. Or or do not damage, kill, do damage. But like a critical, yeah, no, not necessarily damage. It's a roll. Because anything can crit. Anything, you can have a critical roll on anything. Okay, so he's critting his charisma checks. See, if, what is that, what is he trying to say? Um, okay, uh, he's not talking about his, charisma checks are also part of the game. Yes. I, it's a skill check. I have no idea. Charisma is how well you can influence and Okay, like, well that makes um, sense. You know, have how how much influence you have over other other characters in the game. Mm-hmm. And so what he's saying is a charisma check is when you're trying to do something like influence somebody and the person running the game says, "Okay, you need to roll a charisma check and you have to roll a certain number or higher or lower, I don't even know how it works, to in order to make it successful. And if you don't, it fails." Oh. And then you have to deal with the fallout one way or the other. So he's saying that he, with these magic dice, yeah. <laughs> he can roll what he needs to roll for his charisma yeah. check. He's always critting his charisma checks. Oh. <laughs> this is... Cr- these- Okay. This is I've I've discovered this is even better than I thought because this is a window into a new, yeah. different level of reality that you didn't know existed. No, and this actually makes more sense to me now of what... Because of what those guys were saying next to me at the library. Some of the yeah. stuff, I had no idea what they were talking about. Okay, so now you can go back and join the game. They were rolling. They had these dice. Yep. And I understood some of it. Like, I'm going to attack your stormtrooper right now. But I bet you they were throwing down D20s and, and RPGs. Oh, yeah, certainly. And crits. Probably some D10s and some D6s Yeah, probably. Yeah. And saying, you know, uh, crit my charisma checks. Roll a charisma check to see if you can influence this stormtrooper to do what you want. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm surprised. I would not be surprised. 
Um, in a sea of bland ice, these look badass and inspire names like Ventner, Dropper of Twenties. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, we got. I got a couple more. Uh, I think this could go on forever. We could. Oh yeah, there's there's a ton of these. Um, I'll, I'll end it with some that I thought were super interesting and were um, another insight into the psychological makeup of some people. Um, this one says, I'm worried they're hollow, and if one falls off the table on a hard surface, it will shatter or something. <laughs> I, it, it's dice. What? It's, uh, that makes no sense until I read the next one, which says, my only problem with this set of dice is the anxiety I get from looking at them. The set I got has dozens of small cracks running through the various dice. They just look like they're ready to explode into pieces from even a soft roll. I find myself running my nails along the dice, making sure that they haven't actually cracked. To be clear, the dice are all extremely smooth and the cracks, in quotes, are under the surface. I am hoping this doesn't become an issue later, but only time will tell. All I can say is that my set has a lot of more intense-looking cracks than the ones pictured. That being said, I love the color combination of the dice. They are extremely pretty dice, in my opinion. I own a ton of dice. I put as an aside. You don't have to tell me that. And this is the first set that makes me uneasy playing with them, though. That is I, all kind of insane right there. There's Yes, there's all kinds of stuff packed into that that I think is probably just left left alone and we'll wrap this up by saying my favorite review of this whole set of polyhedral seven die gemini chess x blue steel dice is tens and twenties bitches <laughs> these dice are shiny like the color silver marble with blue and white writing they're visible and in the right polyhedral shapes to roll a smackdown on any group of goblins you fight <laughs> that is my An actual favorite review too. Yes, word for word on Amazon about dice. That is my favorite, too. Tens and twenties, bitches. Absolutely. (laughs) What was the next line? These dice are shiny. They're visible in the right polyhedral shapes to roll a smackdown in any group of goblins you fight. Okay, well, he didn't use the word crit. I might have to take a couple points off. Oh, you're going to go with... Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. That's true. But otherwise, I think... It's a strong first line. Yes. That, that first line is carries a lot of weight. Yes, it does. But, but you're right, though. These are my DM and Bones is pretty good, too. TPK don't mean nothing to me. That's got like a little flow to it there. even. Yes, it does. It should be TPK don't mean nothing to me, bitches. Yeah, 10s and 20s, bitches. Roll a better character next time. These are my DM and Bones. I'm laying the smack down. But I don't want them to fall off the table because I'm kind of anxious that they might break apart. They have some scratches and I run my nails along them. I'll tell you where that guy better run. That's literally insane. That's like the definition of craziness. I find myself running my nails along the diet. That guy should find himself running to the psychotherapist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping this... I like the next sentence is, I'm hoping this doesn't become an issue later, but only time will tell. Uh, yeah, he's, it's an issue. He's, t- he's talking about the dice cracking. That's not what <laughs> I'm really, talking about. No, it's really coming across like um, you might need to seek some counseling or something right exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> so I hope that world, that dip, dipping the toe into the world of dice, polyhedral dice RPG 
sets um, wasn't too traumatizing for you? It, it wasn't, but it's left me with so many more questions. <laughs> Do you have any, anything that we could cover now, or was that enough for today? No, I think it's best that we leave it right there. Okay. Anything else? No. All right, bye. Bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Directed by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Visual effects by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Craft services provided by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Speaking of craft services, the platter this week was not in any way, shape, or form Whole30 compliant. Well, I guess I could have eaten the wax paper that we used to cover the leftovers. I take that back. It's probably made of beeswax, which undoubtedly had honey in it, so... (sighs) Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Actually, Wrigley just bumped his head. Wrigley, you okay, buddy? Wrigley just bumped his head into the wall, so I don't even know if I can say that. I love snow peas. And I love you.